Hey guys, brand new podcast. The Fully Loaded Comedy Festival is coming your way. David Tell, Joey Diaz, Fortune Feimster, Nikki Glaser, Mark Norman, Big J Oakson, Taylor Thomason, Sal Bocano, and we are adding more. Go to FullyLoadedFestival.com and get your tickets. Cinco de Mayo at the Greek. Find me. Today's podcast, I, this guy needs no introduction. You know him from Fighter and the Kid. You know him from King and the Sting and the Wing. You know him from the Food Truck Diaries, Below the Belt, The Shab Show, fucking Calabasas Fight Companion. He's got a new special coming out. It's going to be on Thick Boy YouTube. Oh, there will be a link underneath here. Go click that link and watch it. He, I, have, I love this guy. He is absolutely one of the fucking best guys doing it in our field right now without a fucking doubt. His output is undeniable, and he is the sweetest guy I know. I really do adore this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, stand-up comedian, podcaster, fighter, professional athlete, Brendan Schaub. This is the I just got tested at the doctor's office, so I'm clean. Tested for what? Everything. I go. How often do you go? Are we rolling? How, how often? Yeah. How often do you go to the doctor? Uh, never, sir. Are I really? just went to the dentist for the first time in 14 years. Uh, I'm not a big dentist fan. Nah. Let me see your chompers. Uh, they're all fake. Oh, so you're good. And I was gonna get him. I was gonna get him here. We'll put this prominently. This ah, uh, yeah. Just wanted you to try it, dude. I've been dying to try this. I saw you had this the other day, and I was like, I'm dying Cheers, to try it. Brother. Cheers, brother. Cheers, man. Great to see you, man. Now, what is what is it we're drinking? Yeah, this is Tiger Thick. This is your boy's whiskey, and it's the first to market. It is uh, Japanese whiskey. Ooh, I like Japanese whiskey. Yep. So it's the first blend of Japanese whiskey and American bourbon. Really, pretty smooth, my man. I can't wait. Well, I like it a lot. It's nice. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a little it's nice. too smooth. It's got a little buttery taste to it. Yeah, I love it, man. It's funny. Yeah. I just went to the doctor. Um, wait, I want to hang on. I, I, want, I don't want to. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations on everything you're doing. Me? You're, yeah, Look yeah. you, dude. No, no, no. You're, 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 you got the Thick Boy Studios up in, uh, yeah. up in the hills. Calabasas. Yeah. I, I mean, you introduced me to Chappelle Lace, who I think is one of the most interesting people out there. Ever. I mean, really one of the most fascinating dudes who I want. I got to get on the podcast. I'm really bad at reaching out to people because I'm so wrapped up in like work that that unless like you hit me up for this and that I would never think I would never, there's a lot of people I'd never I never think to reach out to like friends like Theo, Callen, you. I feel I would, bad because I know how busy you guys are. So, I was going to reach out to Delia, but I was yeah. like I was like that's a weird. I want him to reach out if you want if he'd like to do it. Really? Yeah. I th- I think you should reach out to him. Yeah, because yeah, I, I it saw go, it would go a long ways. I saw I well, I you know, I know, but I I, I said something sideways about him one time, but did you? Well, it wasn't on I, here? I, no, it was on a, another podcast. And I and I I didn't mean for it to be bad, but I guess it came out very bad. It's all dicey. You, but it's, all, it's just weird. There's to, no way to handle it. It's weird to comment on anyone that goes through anything because you're like I because like I obviously I have feelings about things I don't the the thing is you don't know anything you don't know what's going on with people Correct. you don't know what's going on with them personally my my thing is is yeah I'm getting better it's just the I think the longer you do it it's like dude you don't have to give opinion on everything man it's okay if you don't know I went on Schultz's and he goes tell me about Leah Thompson I and loved I, you on there I was, You're I was great with I didn't know who the fuck Leah Thompson was oh the transgender swimmer yeah I didn't know and he was like that's fucking good. 
Yeah. I was like, what? And he goes, I like what you're doing. <laughs> and I was like, no, oh, serious. no, seriously. I don't know anything about, about her. <laughs> no, I'm, this is going to be a better time. You were listening to all the things I have going on. I tell you what, Bert, and you know this more than anyone for the first time in my life ever, man, I've had some heavy shit, dude. Yeah. And I've just been swamped for the first time in my life. Just anxiety through the roof. Just, I was like, Oh, I need, I need to slow down for a second. Oh. First time ever. Really? Ever, ever. I yeah. wish I could do that. Yeah, but the, it was, you know, because my special comes out uh, April 28th. Yeah. So it's like setting up all the PR for that. Like you said, reaching out to people sucks. And I decided to do it all myself. Like, I was like, ah, I'm going to take it in my own hands. Met with, you know, all the big companies, got the offers. And in every meeting, I said, well, what would you do for me? And they, you know, told me what they can do. And I was like, I just feel like I could do it myself, man. So that, that's what I decided to do. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to keep going that route, I'm going to do the same with the, instead of hiring a PR later, PR lady, I'll do it myself. And it's been a beast, man. Because you got to remember, I'm touring nonstop, come up with a new hour. And then I have the, the network, Thick Boy Network. Yeah. It's just a lot. What do you got over there? You got? I have uh, Food Truck Diaries, Flashback Fight Nights, Cowbass Fight Companion. Cowbass is Fight Companion. I, I should You've take notes. There's, hold on. There's so much I want to talk to you about. Okay, okay, write that. Calabas's Fight Companion. Keep uh, going. Calabas Fight Companion, um, Fire and the Kid, Shab Show, uh, Chappelle AC Show, Mark Harley's Haters Will Say. Okay, write down Mark Harley. Uh, you're going to love him. And then and then also write down uh, uh, Mar uh, Bradley Martin. Bradley Martin, yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Because I don't know anything about his gym, but I know that. Oh, okay, yeah, keep going, keep going, gym. keep going. Uh, I know I'm missing one. Um, so we have King the Sting in the Wing with Theo and Chris. Yeah um i you know i mentioned find the kid that podcast is that it. podcast is so good because it's it's old school podcasting in my opinion it's the it's not old school it was it's like you you were a part of a moment in podcasting history where where it was an, like an old school throwback to when rickles would lean into the tonight show and be like hey you guys still filming over here and yeah like, come on and sit down on yeah. the couch like no and i remember that was like the coolest thing about uh fighter and the kid and and theo and delia you guys were all in the same building yeah at the same time and you guys would just kind of lean in and it was so fun to fucking watch and so now fun. you're doing kiter fighter the kid or king and the sting in the wing yep and it's it's a throwback in my opinion agree for for pe old school podcast fans like people that love podcasts and, th and that's Welcome. why we did it because yeah. you know when the pandemic hit and everything you know shit hit the fan with so many people and everyone left i mean we're based out of like most of the crew still in la man yeah you know everyone else left and it just you know hurt my feelings and i was like god the hang man there's no more hang it uh, it kind of sucks it kind of sucks have yeah. you been down to austin much uh yeah 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 it, you know yeah it's cool yeah it's not LA, man. You know, I, and I'm not throwing shade at Austin. I think Rogan's going to blow that place up, and it's going to be a hub, and that's great. The more places we have to work, great. But I'm just, I, I just love LA, man. There's, you know, just like you, I travel everywhere. When I touch down in LA, I'm like, oh god, thank God. There's just you get what you pay for, man. Taxes suck, you know, the governor and the mayor bitches, but you know, get what you pay for. Great weather. It's uh, it's funny. There's a different vibe in the green room. Because you're trying to get every moment out of the moment that you can. Because I'm afraid I'll never see these people again. Like it was me, Ron White, Joe, 
Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Tony Hinchcliffe. Jesus. And I was like, Where's this at? In, in Austin. Oh, gotcha. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to lose any of this. Like, I don't want to. I was like, Hold on, everyone, slow down. Like, I want to. And then like my friends started talking, and I was like, Shut oh, the, the worst. fuck up. Yeah. I was like, You're ruining it. Because <laughs> you shut you, up. You know Joe no, well enough that now he's got eyes going around the room, like. Who the fuck's this person yeah, that we never man. met speaking? Yes, sir. And so uh, different level. Yeah, yeah. He's at a different like. It's like you're hanging out with fucking you know government official. You know. When did you do? You, when when do you think you knew that things were changing for Joe? I was talking to someone about this the other day. Cause I still see him as as I still see him as the guy I met. I forget that he is who he is. Me too. When did you I, first notice? Like, oh, wait, this isn't this isn't my this is things are changing ah oh, that's such a good question i don't because to your point i because i i talk to joe damn near daily you know like at least text we'll talk at least on the phone you know two three times a week so to me he's the he's the exact same man even during the height of all that crap he was you know he's cool you know so yeah. he, he's the same dude so but as far as that i i guess it got weird when the whole with like the whole vaccination thing right yeah. like that was going viral they were labeling them as anti-mask and anti-vaccine and all this shit and then uh friends and close family members would be like how about this joe rogan guy believe this piece of shit i'm like whoa 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 <laughs> piece of shit that's what i'm yeah. like what the fuck's wrong with you and then i realize that they're just reading like the headlines yeah so now that trump's out they need uh, another enemy they need you know they need someone to point their gun at and have him be Rogan. He's so big. My, my so dad, they start going yeah. after them. So I think what happens with that is he's just, you know, he's he's just living a different life. And I will say this, I don't, you know, like he's you know, he said this, this went viral, him saying, you know, if people keep hanging on every word I say, like then I'm just gonna stop doing it. Like I don't want to make headlines all the time. Like he yeah. doesn't want this. And what happened with that cancel culture thing with him and the uh, vaccines, it made him bigger, way bigger. Have you talked to him about it? Like the downloads have gotten bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what yeah. happens is most people aren't sheep and they see the headlines. And like, I don't know this guy. What's he talking about? And he's everywhere. So, well, let me try it. And this is a show like, oh, he's actually, oh, he's not far right. Oh, he's not, you know, racist. Oh, he's not whatever. Like, this is a dope ass show. So his downloads went, boop, 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 boop. So they're making him bigger. It's which funny. he doesn't want. It, that's when I started realizing is when family members when I, I remember when I went to a party one time and I and someone introduced me as he knows Joe Rogan and I went well, easy <laughs> hey man in my head I'm like I'm like I guess that's currency to you guys I'm like yeah but I'm like I, I I know that that's what I say to myself when I intro myself on yeah. stage <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a couple Joe Rogan references in my bits just get some yeah. applause but yeah come on don't you ever <laughs> Don't you ever. I, uh, he, you know, secret time or not secret time, but this is Joe. I don't think it's not a lot of people know this, but like, uh, so I, I got a pool table. And so I just text him, hey, man, I, I need a, like, a, I want to get a good, good pool cue. Oh, man. Like, can you tell me the, you, and you already know how the end of the story goes. 100%. But I go, can you tell me? And he goes, just what's your address? And so I text him my address. He goes, I'm going to have him send some pool cues. And there, legit they're the pool kids. they're the pool. he they're, knows his shit they're the pool kids. he doesn't send anything half ass so but nothing's better than if you can help him out because obviously he's done so much for me he's done oh, so yeah. much for you it, tom every joey every you look at the list he's helped so many people out and then finally i was able to help him out 
Really? Yes. With, on what? I don't know if he's going to tell this story, but uh, so, uh, fuck it. So he, uh, I'm, a, I, I, uh, I, I'm in a car business where I invest in flip cars and stuff like that. And um, kind of a long story, but let's get to it. So I was uh, doing the comedy store in La Jolla, right? And I'm doing meet and greets. And uh, this guy comes up to me. He's like, in a, you know, doesn't look like my fan. I don't know. I thought he owned the fucking, I don't know. Yeah. Owned La Jolla. I don't know. But he was like in a dope, like tailored suit, slick back hair, older guy, gray hair, silver fox, dime yeah. piece. I'll give him that. And <laughs> smelt great. And so he's like, oh, you're a, you're a car guy, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm a car guy, man. And he's like, oh, what? Like, and we're just talking cars. He's like, uh, what, like, what's your favorite? I go, oh, nothing beats a GD2 RS, man. Like, that's my car. I tuned it. That thing's the best car I've ever had. And he goes, that's cool. You, uh, you're a Ferrari guy? And I go, yeah, yeah, I like Ferraris, but uh, not as much as my Porsche. I love Ferraris. I had one like four years ago out of F12. I don't like really front engine cars. It kind of sucked. I was impressed, man. And he goes, oh, that's too bad. And I go, yeah, yeah. But I go, uh, I, uh, applied to get allocated ferraris do you know how ferrari works no so let's say you wanted a brand new ferrari uh-huh. you could go in and let's say the msrp you know is 500k you can't buy it at msrp because you're not in the ferrari club so they're going to charge you probably two hundred twenty-five thousand over that to just because you're not part of the club so if you can get in the club which is usually like a 10-year waiting list to get allocated just to purchase at msrp you're you're making money it's a it's a it's a business yeah so it's you know 10-year waiting list there's fucking all sorts of people on that list so i told the guy you had an f12 when i bought you have to own the car in order to apply for the allocation so i had an f12 applied for and i told him i go yeah i applied like four or five years ago you know this is too expensive man he goes oh cool 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 he goes yeah you, you you'd look good in a ferrari i go yeah i know man it'd have to be the right one though whatever next day driving down uh, somewhere in San Diego, going to get fish tacos or something fat with my brother, and uh, we get a call, and it's a uh, Ferrari of uh, North America. They go, hey, you got allocated a uh, uh, F8 Tributo Spider. You you know, you basically have five minutes because otherwise, if you don't buy it, they just move on to somebody else. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, you got a F8 Tributo Spider. It's uh, you know, British green, tan interior. Is that the one outside? Yep. And I was it's like, gorgeous. I'm on the list. Like, yeah, you jumped ahead of the list. I'm like, holy fuck. That guy I was talking to was the head of fucking North American Ferrari or whatever. He was like the guy. He just happened to be in town, saw one of my old bits and fucking came into the show. Shut up. Put me on the list. And then so now, so this is how this relates to the, going back to Rogan. So once you're in the club, Ferrari's always, you know, building the newest Ferrari. And you can get allocated and you can go to that next level. So you, you'll be able to, it's, again, it's a hustle. You'll be able to sell whatever that, that car is, 500000 for 650000 700000 You make your profits 200000 So you're basically getting paid to drive Ferraris. So you'll sell it back to Ferrari and can roll it into their next car. Well, the next car is an SF90 Spider, which is like the Ferrari. Yeah. Things fuck, you know, it's, it's a hybrid. Are you pulling these up, Austin? Yeah, SF9. that's the F8 Tributo Spider there. Yeah, right there. Yeah. The wow. previous one was was my car. So that's the SF90 Spider. It's nuts. It's 1100 horsepower. Stupid. Yeah. So I get allocated one of those. <clears throat> I build it. And then uh, I'm telling Rogan about it. He's like, God, I fucking love one of those, man. I, go, I know. You have to be allocated unless you want to pay that fucking crazy price. So then I just, uh, when I went in to get my Ferrari, I was just talking to him. 
And uh, like, you know, Rogan, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, you know what he wishes he had? Like, well, I'm like, dude, he fucking all black SF9, he'd freak the fuck out. Like, man, I think we closed allocation. I go, man, it's fucking Rogan, though, you know, man, I bet he would do it. He goes, you think? I go, I bet, man. So I think they pulled it off and got Rogan like the last allocation for all black SF90 spider. Holy shit. I know. So how do you? But know- I felt, I, I was like, oh, I helped him out. Yeah. Like, he could he have bought it and like, but at a crazy price? Sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, there you go, dude. What's yeah. up? Dude? Hey, thanks for the career. Here's your $800,000 car. <laughs> How do you know so much about so many different things? Like, are you just, are you just investing or like, are you only working in the, in the, like, I, I know nothing about cars. I know yeah. nothing. Have you always been into cars? Always. Since a kid. I grew really? up. Uh, the reason why that, I'll never sell that GT2 RS Porsche. Because uh, growing up, my dad, uh, his, you know, we didn't grow up wealthy. So my dad's number one, like, kind of North Star to, to signal that he made it. It was a 911 Porsche. So we grew up in our living room. It was a framed, you know, Porsche. So we go to car shows, and we'd always just beeline for the Porsche, and that was it. So when I bought my first Porsche, as soon as I could barely afford it, I bought a Porsche 911, and then I just went, you know, and I just kept going up from there. And then I bought my, – my goal was not just the 911. Growing up as, you know, a fan of 911, the – the GT2 RS is the fucking Porsche. It's well, the, the GT2 ultimate RS. Porsche. So it's a it's a 911 on steroids. It's really? it's built for the racetrack. Tom knows all this shit. Yeah, Tom. When, when I told Tom that I uh, tuned my uh, GT2 RS, he's like, "You're fucking crazy, dude." He and Tom, I guess, had the Porsche like Porsche guy uh, in, from North America on his show. He's like, "I have a friend who turned it, tuned his GT2 RS." And the guy's like, oh, "He's an idiot, man. Those things are so fast already." Tom's like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. He's, like, He's crazy. <clears throat> the, um, yeah, Tom's- I just love him. So the GT, that's my exact car right there. Really? Yeah. Oh, I just wow. fucking love cars, man. I love them. And then now, kind of like Rolex. Like, there's, there's such a business in it where if you invest right, you can, you know, rock it for a little bit and then flip them and make money. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, <clears throat> I got... Um, I got given a Rolex from by my dad at a at a um on my 40th birthday, and it's my watch. It was like the watch. I, no, no, not this one. And then this one was is much cheap, much cheaper than the one my dad gave me. I mean, one my dad gave me is uh, I, I don't is it even Daytona know Daytona or something. No, 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 no. So uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no. So, no. <laughs> so that's funny you say that because I said to Leanne, I said that's the only other watch I want is the the white daytona the paul Paul newman daytona yeah big boy watch yeah and so uh and so they they said something about it and people are like yeah that's the watch nah you're not you're not getting it for 31 yeah i think you're gonna get it for 50 oh that's probably more than that brother and so um and so i said to um i i said to someone i i got this watch i got this watch because i was in people have heard me say this but i was in vegas and uh and they they have a great rolex store there and yeah the lady brought it she goes what do you have now i told her she said bring out the this is a classic watch this is a classic watch this is a great watch for you and you know it's you're getting it from the dealer so you're not getting upcharged the way you would with a broker yeah and uh and someone was like oh you know you could now sell that for like 12 grand or whatever the, the is that something this was yeah this was i got it for 10 the gmt and yeah, so that's a great deal. someone's like you can get it you can sell it now and i was like i don't want to sell it like no. i want to wear it like yeah. i only buy the watch to mark like 
I wanted to buy I wanted to buy a, a Rolex on this tour because I've been busting my ass and I wanted a treat. I wanted something that I could look at and go remember it. Yeah, and go that, to me they're trophies. Yeah, watches to me are trophies. Yeah, yeah, watches to me all the watches I have they mean something at a time of my life like almost like tattoos to me like i'll never sell them ever yeah i don't i never thought of it's i don't think of them selling them cars are different for me because i really enjoy my car like i enjoy it but i'm not really certain what car i have like and i and i ha i always think i should look at the number it's the s is the bigger of the mercedes yeah it's like s i think you have a s55 yeah something like yeah. that and but i don't really I liked, I wanted to sit in a big sedan. I like being in a big sedan. This thing's dope. Man. I love, I love like a larger bodied car. Especially with kiddos. Yeah. And yeah, I, and I, the whole fam can jump in. I there. feel like a real grown up when my girls sit in the back seat and there's, and they're sprawled out. Yeah. And Leanne's in the front and they're like, it's cold in here. I go, oh, that's what it should be in a car. Yep. Like, you know, like, and so the, I, I think I, I think of things more romantically. I do too. Yeah, not not so much as a business. With yeah. yeah, don't get twisted on cars. It's not like I'm uh, getting my mom to flip and I'm making. Pro uh, uh. Yeah, like they told me. I really like this whiskey, by the way. Oh, thank you. I wasn't me planning too. on I getting drunk it. today. I know. I, I'm think, down, dude. I think I'm yeah, gonna. Me too. I've Corolla in like at like uh, 12, 12 40, Yeah, twelve forty-five. Firing the kid after this. Whatever. What time you got to do fighter? Uh, one thirty. Okay. Oh yeah. Stand, yeah, and, and I then I get on a plane. We got going to Nashville before the festival uh no yeah but yeah but i'm not in the festival like i i booked it before the festival oh gotcha and then, so it just so happens it's there and so now i'm in the festival and so and i got kind of fucked i kind of fucked is uh <clears throat> i had sold three at the ryman and i think they were thinking about adding a fourth and then they just moved into the grand old opry which is like six thousand fucking tickets and i'm like well on so, top of those three ryman's so, you no know, no so they pull one of the ryman's out and they're like well fuck if, Instead of two rhymes, we'll give it give it to someone else. Give it to something like Nate, and I'm not saying Nate. Nate's the wrong one. I'm I'm, not, I'm just saying Nate. He's my friend. And I can say whatever I want about yeah. him. But give it to Nate Pargazzi. He'll sell two Ryman's easy. Yeah, or and then Theo, and then move. Theo's yeah, right yeah. So give yeah. it to Theo. He'll give two Ryman's, and then move Bird over the Grand Ole Opry, and then we'll just see if he can clean that up. And then I get very I'm very OCD about tour dates, and and not I want everything to sell out clean. And and that's a very tall order when you're talking about single seats in the middle that weren't sold. And so I become a little obsessive and then I get into promo mode and then I start chewing on it and ruminating on it. And then and and then you become obsessed with it. <coughs> yeah. You're also an expert when it comes to that stuff. I, I'm I, not I, an expert, but I, I disagree, brother. Well, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't out of out of any of the comics I know, as far as that stuff goes, you know, it to a freaking key, man. Have you started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, the lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tool for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT. Look, there's a ton of stuff I can tell you right now. I will let you know. The Lawnmower 4.0 is next fucking level. It is next level. It's got a light. I trim my balls over the toilet and it gets dark. You can't see in there, but this light allows me to see what I'm doing. And it's waterproof. You can take it into the water. My wife has her own manscaped or her own lawnmower, and I have my own lawnmower. That's how great these things are. You can get the performance package. It's the only tool you're going to need. It's going to 
take care of everything. It's got the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, which goes in your nose and ears, and uh, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, and that makes sure you know you keep your balls don't stick to your leg. I really wish you weren't sitting next to me right now, Amanda. It is the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. You can always fix it if you're still alive. That's how that works, guys. Don't ever forget that. Manscaped is committing to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, family members impacted by testicular cancer as a part of the We Save the Balls initiative. Smell oh so fresh and oh so clean this spring. And check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. It is time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. This podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the only short you'll ever need for the rest of your life. It is the, ev- I'll take care of everything short. And pants, by the way, they have joggers that are fucking awesome. I'll talk about those in a second. But what I love is when I'm packing, to not have to worry about underwear, pants, running pants, a bathing suit, something to wear to dinner. You just grab a pair of Bird Dogs. You throw them in your bag. You go running in them. They've got this great liner that is phenomenal. You can go swimming in them. They dry super quick. You go out to dinner in them. You put on a collared shirt with a pair of bird dog shorts. They're amazing. Let's cut to the bird dog joggers. Fucking next level. You do not need jeans with these things. And they're comfortable as shit. You get on an airplane and you are presentable, good-looking joggers. Uh, They've got a liner so you can wear them to play golf. I absolutely love Everything bird dog. They are my go-to. When I'm walking out the door, a couple pairs of bird dogs, and I'm done. Go to birddogs.com and enter the promo code BERT, and you're going to throw in a free bird dog whistle football. That's birddogs.com and the promo code BERT, and boom, a free bird dog football with your pair of bird dogs. You will not want to take these things off. I promise. This is, this is how my brain works. If you and I've seen I've seen people comment negatively enough of the promos or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I understand that. Yeah, I know enough of the promos. Yeah, and I was Do you like, tell Nike or Domino's, yeah. hey man, enough with the goddamn commercials. No more shoes. Like I, I like it's it's funny when a guy says that because I go, then you're not you're not a fan. You're just here to you're, you're like I, I'm a fan of certain things. Like I got Wilco. It's a very broad stroke opinion of mine. I'm a big fan of this band Wilco. Mm-hmm. I can't see enough posts about Wilco. Yeah. Like if, if Wilco tells me that they have a show at the Greek on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, well, they don't because I do. Yeah. That's how well, I promote. Tight move. <laughs> yeah. But if they told me they have a show at the Greek on May 5th, I'll buy tickets the second they release them. Yeah. Heads up. My life is pretty busy and I'll forget that I have tickets. I will forget. Yeah. I've done it before. <laughs> I bought the tickets and then forgot that they were coming in town. Yeah. So if they can, they they're they have carte blanche on posting all they want about that show because every time I see it, I go, oh cool, I'm going to that show. Yeah, you're like, I'm in. I, oh, and because <laughs> you're a fan. Yeah, yeah. If you're not a fan, if you're just there to be shitty, and there are a lot of guys that I say guys, not a lot of women are trolls. No, not really. I, I that don't think I've ever had a hater who's a troll. I've never had like, a female what, troll. Oh, no, never. That would be a good fucking. That would be a good fucking, a good fucking move. Just be a female troll. Yeah, you don't like, see a lot of them. Fuck you, and I, and I wouldn't suck your dick. Like, oh, God, well, that one hurt. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're fat. You're fat. <laughs> and I think you probably have fucking 
Tell us tiny your dick. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, if a guy says I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And so uh, get more ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but like that's my thing is that is that uh I have no problem making all my Instagram, all my and and, and then they go more stuff about your kids. Like that's what's crazy. It's like, dude, I I I purposefully because uh I purposefully stopped posting about the girls that were getting older. He gets a little because they're they're how old? 17 and 15 and george is going to college that's where it gets a little dicey i'm with like right now my kids are really young and i post them yeah but i Beautiful you're kids, you're in a different Beautiful position. Kids, by thanks the way. dude they're yeah. the best but it's you're in a different position when they're that old you know i think the trolls like you're not coming after my two and six year old they don't even have accounts but in high school and college if you know if they can't get to you they're going that way so it's a it's a different game but for yeah. And I, they I, did, and they did. Oh wow! And 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 that's when I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I don't really, I don't really pay too. I don't, I pay attention or whatever, you know, a little bit. But I don't really pay too much attention. I understand, I understand the business uh, of of, you know, I understand the business enough where I go. Come to I the get territory. It. Yeah, I get it. it I I asked for it. I put myself out Correct. there. If you want to critique me, you're totally allowed to. And by the way, they're probably pretty accurate critiques. Because everything you hate about me, I actually lay up in bed hating about myself too. Yeah, so you're not like, telling me. Sadly, I, I would know. get along with my trolls very well. If we met up at a bar yeah. and they were like, "Hey, man, can I talk shit about Bert?" I'm like, "I'm doing it right now." Yeah, I'm in, dude. <laughs> I'm already doing it. Yeah, you love. It. You should hear what I have to say. Yeah, about yeah, him. you think that's good? Uh, <laughs> but when yeah. they started coming after the girls, I went. Uh, I was like, I, and they were doing it. It was, it was done on a very slick, vile. And it was, and and it really, it made me feel like, uh, oh man, why did why did this have to happen? Because I was having so much fun, and then I went, it's my fault, and then I had to own it. It's my fault. It's my fault. I put them out there. I put talked about them in my specials, and yep. and I shared everything about them. And I know. And Georgia, you know, Georgia was the first one to be like, uh, it, it fucking really kind of bummed me out. She was like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to tell anyone where, I, where i'm going to college i don't want you to tell i don't want you to come up there i i, I, I want you to i kind of want some distance i want to be myself yeah and you're like i get it because because it hurts cause as a dad though I, I say troll and i don't want you to think i'm talking about i'm talking about a, any i i have the ability to be a troll i'm on fucking like I, i'm on na- this neighborhood app um yeah, I'm on, yeah I'm it's on like on a neighbor, neighborhood yeah. app and and because i have no emotional attachment to it and people are very emotionally attached to their neighborhood. Really? Yeah, I caught myself comment, writing a comment that was like just a troll comment, like just to fuck with this person. Like and I was like, yeah, I was sucks, like, Steve. Well, no, it was like, it was this. And I, I caught myself about to write a comment. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, and it's because I have no emotional attachment to it. So it's almost like a Molotov cocktail and then you just walk away and you're like, good luck dealing with that. And so then I just was like, I was like, I'm going to leave the girls be. Now, when I do videos of them, I try not, I show, don't show their faces too much. They still, I still put them in videos every now and it's then. It's tough because they're older. It's yeah. fucking tough. I didn't think about it. Yeah, it's tough because they're but older. I posted Different something. Game. I posted something with me and the girls the other day. And uh, people like commenting on their bodies and shit. No, no, no. People, people are pretty respectful with that. Um, people are pretty respectful. Uh, having said that, having said that, we've had definite issues with ari but yes <laughs> ari fucking tweeted something horrible about one of my kids once and really eh, fucking ari he's ari whatever you know nah, uh-uh. if, yeah, it, if it comes to, if it comes to the kids 
Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but there, there's anyway. a, there's a line. I, I get being a troll and you know, and, like and being negative. Troll. Yeah, and that's fine. But if it's about the kids, you know. But um, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So so but I put a post up with the girls the other day, just randomly of like us doing something. Nothing. Really, honestly, nothing. And I had like fucking two hundred fifty thousand views on my stories, and I was like, whoa. And I think it's because I haven't showed anything about us. It's something new. People it's are like, just promo. And it. I said to Leanne, I said, man, I, my stories are blowing up right now. They're like 250,000 views, which is a lot for me. And she said, yeah, because you're, you're not on the road. I think people are bored with you being on the road. They want to see your regular life. Agreed. Like your regular life is what you shared. It's how you introduce yourself to Instagram. I've had someone tell me that. Like it, it can't, I, it might have been Rogan who's, you know, not the best at social media, but he was like, yeah. it can't be just you selling stuff all the time yeah you know and that's the thing to come back to like just promos and i go i don't know i'm 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 in a weird ground where i go i don't know what to share anymore like i'm i'm i, I like i don't it's kind I can't, of I, it's I, kind I, of exhausting right so nice to hear you say that it's exhausting brother it's exhausting because i don't my intention isn't ever to uh represent something that i'm not you i and i I'll, you don't at all I, I try not to but at like all. i won't show anything about my house i won't show anything of like i try to hide the girls were like you can never have any videos because we had to move because of this yeah so you got doxxed yeah the nothing about the front of our house nothing about the back of our house you can do inside our house you can't do our rooms you can't do sure like they were like my, my girls were very specific about it it's amazing they've had like a fucking phd oh they have the black belts in social media and how to deal with it yeah they're gonna be great oh I mean, they paid a price. Both have had stalkers. I mean, mean, it's fucking. The world's crazy, man. Did you ever think, did you you ever think, like, you ever sit back and think of the journey you've had? No, I suck at it. I'm the worst at it. Literally literally the worst. From from where you started to where you are now is so impressive mm. that it's like a genetic trait that, that only certain people get where it's like the. It's it's like why when you when when they say to you, do you want a um uh a PR lady? You go, no, because if I had gotten a PR lady at the very beginning, they told me none of this was possible. Correct. I remember I had a PR lady one time for Travel Channel, and I said I was going to do Letterman. She said, "You let me tell you something. You will actually never get on Letterman. I can promise you that." And I did Letterman, and I went, "Never listen to that fucking idiot." No, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't um. Yeah, I never stop and smell the roses. I just, I don't believe in odds either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Where are the odds? Because if you, if if you went based off odds on anything, Division One football, NFL, UFC, comedy, the, the odds are fucking horrible, dude. That's why the odds are that way. You know? Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I th- I think maybe that's what triggers a lot of people. Like, obviously, Division One football. People just weren't born athletic, but it's not for them. They can't relate to it. Like, hey, I didn't, you know, I can't run fast. I'm never going to do that. Do you really think people write that off and they go, like, they can't relate to it? Like, you're not going to hate on my athletic achievements because, you know, maybe you played fucking basketball in high school, you know, but getting to a professional level, being ranked in the top 10 in the UFC or, you know, was I champ? No, but if you're not even in that, like, you can't even touch that they can't it's tough it's tough to hate on that right you can't do that but stand-up's a little different podcast a little different stand-up's different because it's triggering i think for some people because everybody thinks they're funny they always have the funny uncle or i'm the funniest friend in my group 
Sure. But it's different to have the balls to get on stage and come up with a set and actually do it. Like it's yeah. a beast, man. You know, it's better new. It's a fucking beast. So I think that's where the line gets blurry, where people get triggered because they're not going to be like, oh, well, he did all this stuff, but you know, we, we can't run a whatever four, six, 40 and do two twenty five thirty five times. That's not the way we're built, but we are funny, but we've never had the nuts to get on stage. So I think that triggers a lot of people. So I've had the nuts to do it. It's, that it's, makes sense. No, it, it does make sense. Because you think about high school. Here's where I, I fuck up constantly. Because I was athletic. And I still believe my athleticism is there. Despite the fact that it is not. Then mm. I challenge fucking Stylebender to a fight. And I go. Is oh, he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he respond? Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah. Uh, Tom's working out the details, but I think <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna have to go shot for shot with me. Hilarious. And we'll both get as drunk as I can get, mm-hmm. and then we'll fight. And then I might have a shot. Oh. <laughs> that why well, all right. He doesn't drink. He doesn't no, drink. Yeah. yeah. So so but there's also the razor's edge of uh stylebender gets just drunk enough where he's fucking angry. Like what if he turns into one of those fucking Samoans? Lor- Loretta Lynn H- Loretta Lynn's husband drunk. Yeah. yeah and he yeah. just beats me and won't stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm not dope. There's no way to pull pull, pull him off. He whooping yeah. your ass. Yeah, um, there's but, that, but I don't think he's that guy. But, but like I have friendly. delusional thoughts of grandeur athletically where I say, like uh and sometimes they come to fruition where I go like I'm gonna it does it I'm running a marathon. You know, and I go, I can do it. I know I can do it. I know it's just mind over matter. I know it's one foot in front of your other foot. See, I would argue that that's not even athletic. I'm not saying you're not athletic. No, yeah. your your mental game is what makes you different. As far as stand up, everything like your your mental game is what makes you special. My mental game is a fucking shit show. Nah, it's not though because your work ethics nuts. I was, you know, what I'm saying your schedule's nuts. Yeah. But like, and I you believe stay, you do so many shows like I do, and you stay funny. Like, I don't think people realize how hard that is. Uh, like to do yeah. show after show after show. The and thing- sometimes I get on like you're doing too much, dude. That was not funny. You know, uh, like that, you know, you're just a fly in the wall at this point. Right now I'm going too, I'm moving too fast forward and I'm letting, I'm not, I'm not, you, in order to be a great stand up, you got to be all in. You got to be slower about the process of the hour mm-hmm. and you got to be really in the, in the, in the pocket. And right now I'm fucking flying. flying. And I'm just, it's like, it's like, it's too many, it's too many shows that I'm not, I'm just not. Not that I'm not present for, but I'm You're just going through the motions. Not going through the motions. I'm not going through the motions, but I'm not doing what I did in the past, where I recording the set, going back. No, I'm doing all that. It's oh. just in the past. I maybe in the past I had just had so much wealth of more material mm-hmm. where I could just draw from everything. And right now I'm like the first time where I'm like, like, I, I don't know, man. Hey, big boy, clicked so fucking easy for me yep. that I was like, I don't know. I I, I I think it's a level of success too. Like I look at guys who have been doing it so long that have something to say that also people can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you know, you're at a level of success now where it's. I'm not saying you're not grounded, but you're just you, and you've earned every fucking bit of it. But you're just at a level of success where it's tough to pull from things. I think for some people, I'm not saying you, but some comics get to a level where you're like, dude, we can't relate to this at all. I'm talking about private jets and fucking, you know. Oh yeah, I remember kid. someone telling me like, hey man, you got to stop putting. I haven't I haven't put a video of me on a private jet up in like uh like a while. And they're like, you gotta stop putting pictures of you Who on a private you jet. That? Uh fucking someone. I don't I don't agree with it. Here here here's why. Because well, when you first started, 
um, and I'm this isn't I'm I'm not clowning, but when you first started, social media wasn't a thing. No. See, it's a little different with me because social media has always been around. So when I was fighting, they saw me. You know, when I got out of fighting, I, I don't know, fucking eight hundred dollars in the bank. So it's like from then to now, and I was doing a podcast. So they've been through this insane fucking journey, the ups and downs. Yeah. So they've seen me come from you know when I was driving a fucking Prius fight in the UFC to where I'm at now. So I do post, you know, my Ferrari. I do post the Porsche or Lamborghinis just because they know, like, I feel like they're proud of it. Does that make sense? No. So, I, like, well, my, that's I come the, that, from a different. No, no, no. Because Rogan that, would always, like, do not post that stuff, man. I'm like, I disagree, dude. Like, yeah. you, I love you. I respect your opinion to the fullest. But from where I, from my standpoint, I disagree, man. People appreciate the hustle and the, and the, the come up, man. They've seen it. So the, so I'm certain if you're listening to this podcast you've heard me say this but this is what you're saying and i i had to, i had a fan uh say this to me one time he came up to me at a new year's eve show in um in fort lauderdale west palm maybe fort lauderdale and he was like hey man i'm a i'm a huge fan hollywood it's hollywood the hollywood uh hard rock oh gotcha and he was like i'm a huge fan and i was like thanks and he goes no i need to tell you what that means and I was like, no, I got it. And he was like, no, no, no. He's shirtless. He's drunk. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool, man. Yeah, he's yeah. like, give me a second. And the bouncer was like, I'll get him out. And I was like, no, let him finish. And he very quickly was like, I don't have anything going on in my life. Like, mm -hmm. my life is pretty regular. Like, tonight's my highlight of the month is coming to see you do stand-up. It's a big deal. I, I work so that I can enjoy tonight, and I had a great time. And you made me laugh my ass off. I'm adding to the story if anyone's heard the story before. Thank you. And so he, I'm just trying to make it no, make it fun. Give yeah, a little razzle dazzle. Yeah. He likes a cigarette, and he looks at me, and he says, "See, he goes, <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, I'm a fan of yours." He goes, "When you succeed, I feel like I chose the right guy." Correct. And I went, "Interesting." He goes, "I don't have a lot of things that I'm fans of, but I'm a fan of yours. And every time you do good, I get to say to my friends, I don't." I don't get it right all the time, but I got it right there. Yep. I, I got a good taste in like, comedy. Look at him, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, and I think too, because I'm not like I post and ghost, I don't see, I haven't seen comments in probably three years, dude. I yeah. see nothing. I post, when I say I post and ghost, I don't see, I don't see your stuff. I'm not on there looking. I just, I don't subscribe to it. I see it's likes. so negative. I see I, likes. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't see, I'm telling you, dude, I, I see nothing. <laughs> I'll ask my team on the thick boy YouTube. Cause you know, I left showtime for five years. Then start Thick Boy Network. So I know I'll ask, hey, how the subs doing? And they're like, oh, you know, we've been open since January one. We're at one hundred forty thousand subs. So it's like, cool, we're going the right direction. Yeah, I, I see nothing, dude. I see nothing. I do. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be honest because sometimes I say that, and then you obviously, the obviously, I have seen stuff. Oh, but 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 my point is where I say I've seen nothing. You know, I think that it goes such a long way because we have such an amazing job with the most fortunate people in the world oh. where when you're on the road, I'm meeting real people, meet and greets, fans. Yeah. I mean, thousands of people, man. So I get real interaction. I get the real feedback of what's going on. If that I makes go, sense. So here's this is my this is my move. I go to a story, right? Mm -hmm. So I go to it, and then I go to View Insights. I see how it performed. Mm -hmm. I see how I see how many how many views it got, and then I see how many accounts it reached. 
and then you look and at I'm analytics. Out. I look at analytics just to make that. sure you're on the right track as far as your promo goes. Yeah, and I and I, I like uh, sometimes I will go into the. Con- I, I I don't I don't deal with Twitter at all. Like I'll uh, I'll go to verified in Twitter and then reply to people that I I must know friends or something. Yeah, yeah, and then I go into the direct messages on Twitter. But I Instagram has burned me so many times that I look I look at Instagram the same way I look at a scale. I go stand on a scale and I go, what the fuck am I reading this for? Yeah, I don't need to know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I know I'm, it's not I'm good, good man. Yeah. yeah. And so, and by the way, I don't even get that many negative, but like the problem is my direct problem with my comments is um, two bears, one cave fans. What do you mean? uh, Our our thing is set up to bust balls. You're the same with King and the Sting. And so, and so sometimes it hurts. Yeah. And so like, and so. That gives them an opening because they're like, I, I, yeah, I think because King the Sting, when we first started, it was 30 minutes of me and Theo ripping on each other's start. Yeah. We'd take a picture. We're on a rotating table and clown each other's outfits so that that show start off as a roast show then turn into what it is now yeah but i think that gave people the green light to like oh these guys are cool to rip on which some of them are funny for sure some, some of them are funny and then some it's like well, you thought that was funny dude well like, i miss and really i'm dyslexic mean. i'm dyslexic so i misread them sometimes mm. and then i get very worked up and then i i have I, one time i showed it to leanne and i go am i misreading this and she goes yeah you are you actually totally are that's a compliment and i went oh that's not good yeah and so so i i so but you're wired that way i'm wired that way to to see it as negative everybody is though and segura was like the one he was like because when we started the fat shaming thing he was like this is going to be big man like we need to do more competitions like there because we're setting up the joke for them to make like we're setting up the for them to have fun with it yeah it's it it, they're in on the joke it yeah it becomes an inside joke and so the next one we did was uh uh i'm the most racist comic in america and it was it's fucking hilarious but it was but it was so bad mm-hmm. because my special came out and i mean it makes it what's brilliant if you're i, I keep using the word troll i don't mean troll i mean i mean it when i mean it but like for our fans they would be like not happy with birch representation in this like they're mocking the phrase of racism yes. but they're using it as a woke so they're trolling as a woke person yes and then regular people are coming in going i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about and then our fans were loving it because yes. they were like, "So we got you. You're on the hook. in on it now. Yeah, yeah now yeah, they're in on it, and you're not in on it. Yeah. And now and now people are getting upset and fighting. And it was it got so problematic that I was like, like a negative kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, it was special. like it's like if if you said if I said the joke is Brandon loves cheeseburgers, and then and then everyone writes in, uh, man, fucking ease up on the cheeseburgers for this next special, and everyone's like. First of all, he's in great shape, and you're not. And then they go, "Oh shit, this guy doesn't get. Yeah, the, he doesn't know it's a joke. Like, yes. Now I've got him on the hook. And that's the narrative on your special. Yeah. And then yeah. all it is, all in the comments. I mean, my managers and agents were like, "Hey man, hey, man we got to handle him. this." <laughs> and then I was like, "I was like, guys, it's an inside joke. I know. And I'm look, I'm going to lose fans from it. I mean, there will people that are, that discover me and then go, it's not what I am into mm-hmm. because of the comment section." <laughs> I got it. It's it comes with it's it's part of the territory. How how when you uh you've done so many good specials when you drop a special do you how do you feel about it? Where's your do you have anxiety going into it? Do you uh, stress or just like yep that's done? I know it's good. No enjoy. I I will be more stressed for this next one, only because it's like secret time. I had no frame of reference for what was going to happen with it. Um, I thought hopefully people watch it. Hopefully, I can sell some tickets. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it this way. So, like, I did uh, uh, the machine, and I could, and then that story went viral, and then I could sell out clubs, and I was like, "Cool, 
I just looked at it. If next year I can just do a little more in tickets than like 10% more tickets. Yeah, specials are basically, it's all it is is really marketing. Yeah. For a fan, it's marketing going, I, I like his jokes. I'm going to buy his tickets now, and then hopefully it equals more ticket sales on the road. Yeah. That's the way I view specials now. That's the way I look at it. And so I go, I, I was like, uh, then I did Secret Time, and I was like, cool. I hope this does stuff. I remember I got the first day it came out, I started getting recognized on the street in New York. And I was like, that's odd. And then it got really aggressive getting recognized where I was like, wow, I guess it did pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then, and then sold out a theater tour off that special. Off that special. And that was the first. So let me ask you this, Bert. This is super inside comedy. Sorry, guys. But so you were doing clubs, that special dropped. And then was your team like, all right, man we think we can go to theaters like how, how do you how uh, how did they know well the, the machine story went viral that was the machine story was the real big tick yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that that sold out clubs and then i did my first theater i did the wilbur after that love the wilbur and uh and and then and then after secret time came out they're like i mean i'll, I'll go real inside baseball but they're Please. like well we're gonna do theaters not huge ones but like 1200 seats which is a big it is a theater for one night it's a lot yeah for, you don't realize because i don't mean to interrupt that's a that's a whole weekend at a club yeah that's what i'm saying like if, a whole weekend if, at a club a, on a, for a regular club that's like a that's a you know that's five shows basically and you're going nope just come tonight and i think i in my head because i can sell at most clubs i was thinking well if i can sell like i was just in arizona if i can sell out, you know sell 1600 tickets why don't i just do a theater on one night and do 1500 it doesn't really work like it's, that because not everyone's schedule yes and trust me when i i don't mean to slight 1200 seat theaters i'm just saying from a person who's 1200 is tough to sell out on one night too though yeah yeah when well, you're first starting a theater fucking ten thousands on a tuesday is tough also fucking you it's, it's every, on Tuesday. oh yeah yeah um yeah i think yeah. it's so funny i and maybe it's just the people i'm surrounded with i don't think people realize how fucking big you and tom are uh i don't think i, I, I don't uh, think people know how big tom is i think i show you i think i, I, think I, I disagree a, i don't think i don't think people realize either how, how either of you guys get but i think it's comics we know you know like most comics know. yeah some and some be like uh bird sells tickets i'm like excuse me yeah. do you have any you know what i'm saying it's like what it's and uh, then tom i'll ask him certain stuff and he'll be like yeah i'm in seattle at fucking you know wherever the fucking seahawks play at or whatever the hell he tom was. just did uh did two shows at uh where the bulls play he, <laughs> sold, out, he sold out two shows in a night two shows in one night i love it i mean maybe it was two shows back to back two nights in a row but yeah uh yeah it's it's interesting um like i said not to slight 1200 seats but i remember when we first did it i was like that's great and then you sell two shows and then you're like Oh wow! I didn't know I could sell those, but when you do twelve hundred seats, the money's not that great. Not at for all for one show. Because you rent me, out perspective wise. Yes, could you want me to take? Because you got to rent yeah. out the theater, and so in clubs, clubs are basically restaurants. Yeah, they make their nut off alcohol sales and food, so you get a much higher percentage at a club than you do a theater. If you sell twelve hundred tickets in a club, you're getting walking away with a pretty good nut because they're getting their nut off their restaurant. But a theater, you have to rent. They don't do clubs. They don't do food and drinks. No. You got to rent out the fucking theater and the staff. So you're getting half your payoff. You right got to rent. You got to rent. I mean, theoretically, I remember one place 
you got to rent the staff you got to rent the curtain you got to rent the mic you got to rent the security you got to rent the stool and then they take 20 percent of merch yeah and so um but yeah when secret time came out i could sell i could sell theaters and then when hey big boy came out i it that's when it turned into more arenas and uh insane like now we do probably an arena i feel like we do an arena every week and then clubs or not clubs uh theaters but big bigger theaters the bigger theaters that are less sometimes less personal sometimes mm-hmm. more like a fucking place where you feel like they would have a fucking ted talk yeah um which i don't and i i it's great you know obviously there's certain acts that can do that and it's entertaining you're definitely one of them with your energy and just the way you perform but then there's just as a fan then there's some comics that they might be arena or theater acts and it's just it's a tough show because it's such a big venue they would crush it so much better if it's more intimate yeah well there's a lot of comics that are just perform better in clubs i'm a lot of us all of us do i think all of us did better in clubs mm-hmm. um i know for a fact like sometimes i wonder with my arena shows if they're as good as what it was in a club because in a club they're they're you in know. a club i don't have any expectation i mean not not any expectation but it's like it i i can fly loose and free and have fun and fuck around fuck around get away with a lot more yeah and not at the store but at clubs like at when clubs, i go on the road 100%. like the des moines funny bone yeah you know but, but it's also like i i picture it like this if you were to go to a concert you go to the weekend's concert and you're fuck, you know it's a security you're front row but you're still fuck. he's up there man yeah. he's still like this not really relatable to celebrity but in clubs it's just i mean basically you to me dude you're it's, right there and it's i think for a fan it's such a doper experience well it's, i think but it's a fine have, line theaters have changed me into a better performer is that you have to be right uh, yeah you you learn you I, it's funny at times i feel like i'm uh i am legit leaning into my storytelling ability to do a theater where i where i take I, I take liberties with the silence more where i wouldn't in a club i wouldn't in a club because the pacing in different. a club it's got to be like da, ba, ba, da, ba, 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 da. like and then you do a theater you're like especially the bigger like still at some theaters like you go to the you go to the wilbur and you it's fucking hammer you're just fucking yes it's that the, the wilbur is probably one of the best venues in the country seats a thousand though yeah yeah and and but you go to like a 3500 seat venue and you you find that it's more uh it's more show mm-hmm. um let's 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 get back to you i'm so like, inside yeah. baseball i know we're like I, I but that, like, that dude that's you're my fucking favorite to talk to about. I, could, I could talk you're about this shit all the time I, you you said you're not an expert you're the you're the guy for it no i you're i, the guy. I like i but we're take, similar take we're similar and thank you we're similar in that i don't have a problem having a big idea like we just started two bears racing i don't have a problem starting a, having a big idea and moving forward with it yeah man. and when i saw you do the uh the thick boy studios i was so impressed because i was like i was like that is that is like this is gonna sound like weird but that's an athlete thought is like i like i think athletes like athletes inherently have to like pressure and if you don't like pressure you don't become a successful athlete interesting see uh, yeah and I. it's why joe is who he is because joe ultimately inherently is an athlete it's why seguro who is who is he played fucking college football where like you, where, Tom did? Yeah, he was a timepiece back in the day. What? What? Where did he play at? Uh, someplace in North Carolina. It was like, it was like Division two or three, D two, D three. You're super loose with the term athlete, but I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, like I'm, I'm like, real critical of the term athlete. Really, super critical. Really, yeah. 
like you know, it's no shade on your guy. You're like, he's a wrestler. And you went, and, yeah. I was, and in my head, I'm like, oh, he probably wrestled at Oklahoma. Was on the national team. Yeah. That's who I'm around. You yeah. Know, I, you know. So I was like, oh, where'd you wrestle? And he's like, Des Moines. You know, high school. High school. And because since I don't know, I'm like, oh, that's cool, dude. But if I kind of, I'm like, that doesn't count. Yeah. Like someone's like, oh, I'm a basketball player. I'm like, oh, where'd, where'd you play at North Carolina? Like, oh, high school. That doesn't count, dude. Yeah. I played fucking baseball in high school. I don't call myself a baseball player. You know what I'm saying? Did you play baseball in high school? Yeah, for like one year. But yeah. it's like, you're not a baseball player. Baseball so, players fucking, you know, I, I tried Mike out. Trout. I tried out, not tried out, but I tried out roughly for this uh, minor league team. Uh, just they were having tryouts and I went out and showed up and they're like, how old were you? Just recently. So it's a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I told him, I said, if you sign me, I'll fucking quit my tour and I'll play with you. <laughs> No way. I said, sign me. And I, by the way, I'm good for 10,000 tickets. <laughs> yeah. I'm good for 10,000 tickets in every fucking market. And I'll do stand up at the end of the show. <laughs> they didn't do it? They, uh, I think, you know, I, I Did think. Did you at least get a dope jersey? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I got, my yeah. favorite. So they, but I went out and, and, uh, pr- and tried, like, took some cuts. And, uh, tough sport in the world. Uh, man, well, first of all, I'm, not, I'm the fattest I'd ever been. Yeah. At the time. You're like, I'm Babe the fattest I've ever been. Uh, you can find it. Put, type in Burt Savannah Bananas. And so. Uh, yeah, they have the I, best jerseys, by the way. Minor yeah. leagues have by far the best mascot jerseys. Ever. But minor leagues are killing it. Minor league games are more fun. The Everything about minor leagues. And by the way, this Savannah Bananas things is a legit fucking brilliant idea. But um, yeah, that's me up in the left. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking but, John Crook. That's you? Yeah. So I told him, I was like, hey, man. Oh, this, this is fucking legit. Oh, you this is there. I've never though. seen. Were, so, were you hitting some? You had to take the jersey. Oh, you wanted the shirt off. Yeah, boy, That's I was like, oh, daddy. And so I, uh, but what's funny about all this is that I watched these kids bat, and I was like, I'm not, I'm real, like, I, I'm delusional that I, I really do think I could, I could still play. That's what makes you great. And that's also why you're in arena. Yeah, but I if think, you had those sensors, you would never be like, yeah, doing this is fucking nuts. Dude. I mean, the coach came up to me and he goes, you took your shirt off and your swing got slower. He was like, how's that fucking possible? Well, be cool, man. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, easy, man. I was fucking partying until fucking four in the morning last night. The weather's getting warmer. It's lighter later. Did you see the sun just set? Did you feel that? Do you know what that means? It's cigar season, baby. The best feeling in the world. Is to watch the sunset, have a cigar, maybe have a cocktail, maybe have a cup of coffee, and just sit with your thoughts. It's my own meditation. And if you're looking for cigars, get the best premium cigars at the lowest prices at Famous Smoke Shop. And it's stress-free cigar shopping at Famous Smoke because every cigar is guaranteed fresh. Famous Smoke knows how to deliver authentic cigar shop experience because it's been doing it for 83 years. That's their family business. They have dedicated years of cigar knowledge and a huge selection of premium cigars famous smoke was even named the best place to buy cigars online by cool material and cigar world they offer a huge selection of over a thousand brands to choose from and you'll find incredible deals on every cigar and highly rated classics including romeo monte Cristo, acid macanudo oliva uh, uh fuente that's how you know i'm a cigar smoker as i call it oliva if you want your favorite cigars delivered fast and guaranteed fresh, it has to be famous. Famous Smoke Shop. Let me tell you something. There is nothing better than when I get a deliver from delivery from Famous Smoke Shop. That's when I want a cigar the most because it's coming right out of their humidor to yours. Fucking, I'm smoking a cigar tonight. 
and I can feel it. And I said I wasn't going to because I want to try to lose weight. I want to run. Fuck it. Live your life. You only get one of them. That's how I live my life. Here's your opportunity to save $10 off your purchase of $50 or more when you go to famous-smoke.com. That's famous-smoke.com and use the code BERT10 at checkout to save $10 off your purchase of $50 or more. You're going to get your favorite cigars delivered directly from their humidor to yours. That promo code BERT10 for $10 off your purchase at famous-smoke.com. Great cigar deals only at famous-smoke.com. And remember, use the promo code BERT10, and that is BERT and the number 10. This podcast is brought to you by Masterclass. My glasses are coming off because I don't really need to read much copy other than tell you my experience with it. I think it's brilliant. I'm a big cook. I love cooking. And my favorite thing to cook in the world is eggs. Um, and because of that, Gordon Ramsay is one of my favorite chefs. He makes the best eggs in town. So I took his master class thinking for a second, thinking, oh, wait, am I going to get bogged down with a bunch of recipes? But what he did instead was he walked you through how he likes to set up a kitchen, how he likes to set up an evening of cooking. And it was a real master class on what it's like to be a chef. And I thought, as a comic, there's so much that I would teach you about comedy that other than like, like telling you how to write a joke or what's funny or telling you what's funny or, or that it's so brilliant. They have the world's best minds anytime, anywhere. And at your pace, you can learn how to do anything, improve any skill you want from the top instructors in the world with over a hundred classes from a range of world-class instructors of things you've always wanted to do. It's closer than you think. It's right at your fingertips. I highly recommend you checking out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as a BurtCast listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash BurtCast now. That is masterclass.com slash BurtCast for 15% off Masterclass. But but back to your thing about uh, Thick Boy Network. You know, I was with... uh, Showtime for five years mm-hmm. and everything was with them. And they had a production company that would do all my stuff uh, called Malka, who does all the Showtime like documentaries and all their shows and live streams and the Mayweather fights. They're great. Lewis owns them. He's one of my closest friends. I still talk to him this day. But probably uh, year four, you know, I'm like, man, I, you know, it's good. But in, in the, the, they have all these employees in there and I'm, I'm seeing how they're working the editing bays and all that stuff. And, um, I don't know. I, it was just, you know, probably, and I gave Showtime a heads up. It wasn't like, Hey, see, and they're like, what the fuck? Cause you know, the way these big networks work is once you're on your last year of your contract, they don't want to wait till the very end. They want to figure something out now. So they sent me an offer, you know, best offer I've had in my life as far as money wise and you know just stability five year another five year offer and i was just thinking myself um you know i I feel like i could do this i feel like i could do it i see what they're doing and i looked at the numbers because i would have to split everything with them right yeah i'd have split all the advertising everything with them and it's all on their page on their youtube i didn't have a youtube page at the time i've never had a youtube page Theo makes fun of me all the time calm the fuck 
Do you still have a YouTube page? No, I have Thick Boy now. Yeah, which yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, how the fuck you been doing this this long? You know, I'm like, I always had Finding the Kid or King the Sting or yeah. you know, Showtime, Below the Belt, but never my my own that I run. So I I never had one. So I went through the numbers. Like I feel like maybe not in the first year I'll make as much as Showtime would pay me, but I do own everything. That was the deal. I did so I created Food Truck Diaries with them, um, Flashback Fight Nights, and then the Shop Show. Okay formerly known as below the belt. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I could do this all myself if I, if I had the right team. So I just started trying to figure out the right team, looked at the studio space and then called them. And I said, Hey, this is how much I can make in a year minimum doing it on my own, not sharing with you guys. And he was like, yeah, dude, we can't, we can't afford that. We love you, but we can't afford that. Yeah. And I was like, I just got to go on my own, man. And he was like, completely get it. He's like, hopefully the door's still open if we ever want to work there. I'm like, dude, you guys have been great to me. I would love to work with you again. I just want to try this on my own. It's and the so smartest I did move, it. man. I called Tom. I called, you know, because Tom has, you know, was it your mom's house? Network. I don't think yeah. he wants to call a network for whatever reason. But definitely a network. Studio. It's he stu- wants to call it a studio. Mom, yeah. He likes the idea that he's producing as opposed to just Still network. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah, I guess, yeah, you got Thick Boy Studios. Yeah. I get what Tom says that. I called him and Tom was just like, yeah, it's tough, man. He's like, he's like, what you're going to learn is, you know, unless you're involved with the show, the shows just aren't doing the numbers that you need to cover your nut. He's like, so it's really tough to figure out original programming that you're going to make, you know, the money off that you expect and the numbers you expect. Well, that's the thing, you know, that's the thing that with a lot of podcast studios is they go, you know, Hey, we bring you on and then you, we need you to help our younger acts. And you're like, I, it's got to be good. The only yeah. reason people tune into a podcast is if it's good. Correct. And, you know, it's given me the opportunity to give guys like Chappelle his own podcast, Mark Harley, who I absolutely love and adore his own yeah. podcast, and then do a lot of other things. Like, we have the Thick Boy album dropping that you're on. April yeah, was 28th. that Little Browse? Yeah, Little Browse. So, you know, it's given me the opportunity to also, you know, create fucking music albums. And, the first album we did with him just went uh fucking whatever platinum on Spotify. He just got this big plaque up on really? you all. And you know, he's this great kid, man. So for me, I think, you know, like you, you've helped me out so much. I've talked about it at length, you know, when I was I, and really it's the only stand up that I have online is uh that this is not happening at Comedy Central, which you helped me out tremendously with. It was but, one of my favorite things. Dude, but it's like you helped me with that. But when I got into this, you would think comics are would be selfish and you know and territorial but between you rogan diaz segura delia brian theo like i have so many great friends who help me out in so many ways i'm like dude now you pay it forward like I, I, i'm not at your level but i can definitely help some guys yeah so like on the road you know with Chapelle chappelle lacy who i've had on the road two years now and he's on fire and the kid chappelle and i told chappelle i said the goal of you coming being my feature is you get too busy for me and you you're booking your own fucking dates. I can't wait for the day when you come to me and go, I can't do that date, man. I got my own headline gig. I, I've said that. That's, I've said that. Well, that's happened. He's too busy for me. Really? He doesn't tour with me anymore. He, he popped up in Phoenix. Other than that, he's been with me in probably four or five months. He's headlined his own shows, man. Like yeah. Chappelle's crushing it, man. And that's how this should work. So now Chappelle's moved on. Now I have David Lucas featuring. David's a fucking, fucking monster. You've used David. I, I worked with them. And, David's uh, my guy. David has his own show on my network. Oh, really? Yeah. Where he just roasts fans. They they FaceTime in. He lights them the fuck up. It's once a month. 
He's great. He's the best. I took, we, we went and did Macon together. Maybe we did a little he's bit. He's from there, right? Yeah. He loves His whole family him. came out. We, well, we went, ended up watching Medea together. They had a fucking fish fry. It was fucking awesome. David's so funny. He's it's awesome. Such man. a good fucking dude, man. Yeah. Or anybody who's with me, they're such good people. So for David, that's what I want for him. He's the next one. And then uh, I have Darius Bennett. I have all these just monsters, man. Like the show is just monsters. So I think, if anything, the network allows me to do that type of stuff. So, you know, I'm stoked about it. it and Tom did say this. He's like, it's a lot of work, man. He's not lying, man. It's a lot of work to have fucking 12 employees. Like being a boss is weird. I suck at firing people. Like no. I just keep them on way, Tom's way so too good long. At it. Tom's a savage. He's so good at it. I didn't realize, like, I didn't see that side of Tom, right? Because me and him are always fucking around doing podcasts or in the green room. I didn't see until, uh, you know, I brought my, you know, I have a crew like you guys. I brought my camera guy to document me doing uh, Two Bears, One Cave when you were shooting your movie. Yeah. And my camera guy comes in. My, you know, I don't he's just, fucking, Tom goes, no, absolutely not. Nope, not happening. And I was like, who, uh, Tom, who are you talking to? He's like, your camera guy. Not filming here, dude. He's like, absolutely not. And I was like, oh, damn, look at Tommy. I respect it. Yeah. I don't have the balls to do what, that. What did, we, what did he have a problem with? I think just showing the show and like showing like the address, which I completely, we'd never show the address. Yeah. I'm not fucking an amateur. No, yeah, that, yeah. But, but I was just like, oh, like I respect that so much being like, God, I need to get more like that. Oh, I'm, I'm too much like, like, I'm, dude, bro, we, I have guys on my staff where they're like Milton, where you'd be like, what would you say you do here? They're just like, chilling and vaping in the corner getting paid yeah but no. i but i liked them as people oh, my my bus driver pulled a gun on me one time and uh and tom was he didn't fire him no i still work with him we just celebrated his birthday last week you got him a gun yeah no i bought him some shoes <laughs> i'm just when it comes to that i'm just you know i'm i'm, I'm bad at it, man i'll call my dad because my dad's been a business owner you know forever and he's like brand i'm fucking telling you dude you need to nip this in the ass now. I'm like, I know, but he, you know, he has a mortgage. He has rent. He goes, it's, it's not your problem. Like it is though. Yeah. It yeah. is though. Man. Oh, it totally is. I have, I, I have, I have a cameraman who is in all my videos. You'd think he would be on the other side of the camera, but he's like, hold this. I want to do it. And then all of a sudden I'm Come on in, him. man. Dude, I've had, I had a, uh, a situation a few weeks ago where I kept warning this kid. Hey man, if you don't get better, we have to let you go. We have to let you go. Then finally, I woke up that morning. I was like, today's the day. I, I got to let him go. I'm giving him his two weeks notice. Tell him I appreciate the work. You're going to do this, Brennan. And I go, hey, can I talk to you, dude? Come in the office. He comes in there. By the end of it, I think he had a promotion. <laughs> he's like he's like pitching himself. I was like, that sounds pretty good, dude. Yeah, yeah. you got it, man. No, got yeah, it. we can afford that. Yeah. And then we walked out, and then my guy's like, so you do? I'm like, no, he's actually your boss now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm... I just saw, I, you know, there's things I'm good at and I'm savage with. And there's some things where I'm just too, too friendly, man. I've never been good at breakups. Like I was just, I just drag it on. Oh, I just treat them like shit until they break up with me. Oh, I'll just deal with it. Oh, I'll literally just and be miserable and be like, no, it's cool, man. No, I, I remember one time I dated a chick and, and I went to yoga and first time I ever went to a yoga class and the guy was like, uh, was like, we're doing child's pose at the end or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Think of the thing you don't like in your life right now. We do this every day. It's my first class. You thought of her? I thought of her immediately. And he goes, you can fix that. And I was in my head. I'm like, no, I can't. No, I can't. And he goes, yes, you can. You don't know this struggle. He's like, you can. And if you got a problem fixing it, you come talk to me. I'll help you fix it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go up to the guy. I walked up. And he was like, 
said, what's up? I said, uh, the problem thing? He goes, yeah, what is it? And I said, it's a chick. And he goes, uh, break up with her. And I went, ah, yeah. And he goes, no, no, it's really, really easy. He goes, give me your phone. He gives me a phone. No. He goes, what's your name? And I told her his name. He searches and he goes, all right. I'm guessing he has his shirt off at he goes, this time. He's got his shirt tail. off and he's covered in tattoos. Fuck yeah. And he's like, it's ringing. Tell her you want to go to dinner with her tonight. I was like, what? He goes, tell her you want to go to dinner with her tonight. I was like, hey. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. I said, you want to go to dinner? And he was like, and she was like, yeah. And I was like, great. All right, come by my place around seven. She's like, great. So I hung up and he goes, decide right now that you're breaking up with her and you know tomorrow's going to be that much better. And I went, I'm going to do it. And like a fucking dickhead, we sat down for dinner and I broke up with her before they even ordered drinks. What? I broke up with her so quick. And then you just, you just couldn't wait. I couldn't it's wait. Like Christmas morning. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I want to break up. It's over. She's like, what the fuck? And this lady comes up and she goes, hey, can I get you guys cocktails? I was like, we haven't even ordered yet. Oh, this is going to be a long fucking dinner. Dude, I thought this was going to go the other way. Same with my girlfriend in high school. We were together forever. We're going to college. And she was so dramatic. So my dad goes, so do it in like a public space where she can't freak out. <laughs> do it in a public space? Yeah. What and I go, that, and my dad's like, well, the smartest people I know. I go, that's such a good idea, Pops. So we go to P. I'll never forget P.F. Chanks. We go there and we're like talking. She's like, you're right. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And then I order the orange chicken or whatever. And she orders, you know, the, fuck, the sesame chicken. And then we're waiting for it to come. And I just go, um, I can't do this anymore. She's like, what? I'm like, we just, you know, we, we got to stop this. Dude, she creates such a scene. It's so much worse because you're oh, in public Oh, my space. dad was so far off. Dude, she yeah. goes what i'm like whoa 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 and she's crying crying everyone's like what's going on i go whoa no, i'm fucking with you i'm fucking with you i stayed with her for another year and a half it did not work dude i stayed with her a year and a half miserable year and a half oh she's like this is a terrible fucking joke i'm like i'm just, my I, you know, fuck my dad told me to do it my, my dad, dad told me yeah, to be a funny way to start he doesn't know us though you yeah know? he doesn't know my dad yeah. Know. yeah no we're fine babe love you yeah. oh i could not oh i I've... saved it by dropping the l-bomb for the first time like no, no i love you i'm lesbian? just fucking with you yeah <laughs> you called her a lesbian <laughs> yeah you're a lesbian. Yeah. You're a lesbian. Ah, oh, God, it was a fucking nightmare, dude. The, I thought that's where you were going to go. No, no, I. You actually, so you're better than me. I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I'm not good at. I'm never been good at. Uh, at women. I've never been good. I fall in love very easily, and me I too. have intimacy issues. And hmm. so, like, I don't. Like, I, I want to find one person that I want to be with. That person. That's it. And yes. then, and then I get very hurt if they give attention to other people. Sure. Like, I'm very sensitive about that shit. Um, it's funny. I, I look at Leanne and I go, uh, like, the other day, I was walking down the beach. And Le Leanne is, I'm not talking shit about my wife. I'm just being honest. The older she gets, the more she starts looking like her grandmother. Like, the more you can see, like, sure, like yeah. she'll, like, her body posture, like, she'll do this thing where she, like, almost, like, like her butt something. sticks out yeah and she'll be like leaning over and i was walking down the beach yesterday and i said uh i go who is that old lady and then as i got closer i saw this leanne i go oh that's my old lady oh, and i got so lady. excited because i go in my head i'm like i'm not going anywhere she's not going anywhere and i i we've got a, a relationship where it just is like uh i don't know it's like I would have never thought it would have worked when I was younger. So when I was younger, I needed, I needed, I mean, I couldn't see a flaw. If I saw a flaw in a woman, I would be like, I'm done with her. Yeah. Oh, her ankles. What, what the fuck? Uh, like, again. Yeah. But you're and, young. Yeah. And then it's now, fine. now I kind of, I don't know. It's, it's a bizarre. Well, it goes deeper than the physical, right? 
I guess, but it's almost like um like I never saw that coming. Like and then I I wonder if I I could have given that opportunity to other girls I dated. Mm. That and the other thing is I was thinking about this. This is such a good premise, but it doesn't it's not working. Had I had a phone to distract myself with, I probably would have been in every relationship I was ever in in uh forever. Because Oh, disagree. Just the idea that you can go like you can go like, "Huh? What are you saying?" whatever i don't need to talk to this person and then just get on your phone no thumb through no dude because you have more opportunity on your phone right for what because it because back in the day like oh oh because of tinder uh, tinder instagram grinder bumble whatever the fuck you're into i never got i yeah i never i know i don't never use my phone for that obviously but i've never i'm saying but if you were younger this is what the kids do so now it's like they're kind of fucked because there's so oh, much opportunity. I see what you're saying. Is you know that, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, if I had my phone, I would have been swiping. I heard someone tell a story the other day about they had had sex with a guy that they met on Tinder. And as they were coming out of the bathroom, he was back on Tinder looking for the next one. Savage. I mean. Sad. This, these young kids fucking sucking vape. They're just fucking. It's fucking euphoria, dude. I've never seen euphoria. Is it good? as because we're older it's good but i have a whole bit on it how it's ruining the fucking kids man it's nuts before it's nuts hang on steve Byrne. sorry buddy i'm podcasting right now i tried to type that to you and it came out wrong steve's a nice guy yeah steve's a great guy <clears throat> the- yeah but, but back to our wives and uh, i was in mexico with my family and we had our like own little i think i saw that vacation pool. yeah and my, sometimes my girl come out in bikini you know her measurements are this better than uh make the stallions like she's fucking bodied up dude yeah and i was like jesus christ man like yeah. sometimes i just find myself like fuck sakes <laughs> and then her mom's a dime i'm like mama because you know she's like my mom I'm like mama yeah. you, can't, you can't wear a two-piece you gotta wear one piece just blood ass really fuck. oh dude nutsos i remember i think i remember i remember when you guys got pregnant because mm-hmm. i remember asking her about you you said she's an alien yeah, her and I was like, stu- her genetics really? are stupid. She'll diet for like a week and just like fucking. Sh- I'm like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, like, yeah. I've yeah. been on carnivore for, uh, shit, damn near f- since November, I think. I've been on carnivore. Really? I mean, I've had some cheats. Like when I do that food truck show, like I did a food truck yesterday with Patty Pimlet, oh, and I'll yeah. cheat on the food truck because I can't be like carnivore only, you know? Because yeah. then the show's like, what the fuck? So I'll cheat uh twice a month. Usually on that, if I'm on the road at JT Wings in Phoenix, my favorite wings in the world. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm at home. It's strict. Only, only, only steak, dude. See, I'm down like 24 pounds. For real? Yeah. You look, you look lean. Yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in good shape, man. I wish I, I could. Run, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, please. You got to run those tough mutters with me, dude. The thick mutters. Dude, I ran the first. I ran the first it. tough mutter. Like the one like of the, the first generations. They had one in Jersey in 2000, like eight i think will you type in the i went when first tough mutter first came out i did one of the first generations of the tough mutter and then i've done the spartan race i've done i've done all of them the the new tough mutter we call them thick mutters right because yeah. i have my own like uh heat the thick mutter is so what much what year is that this was i mean th- we did the the did you 12 do the miles fi- uh you did the 15k no 12 miles oh so now there's they only offer well there's the ultra tough mutter which is like 24 hours with no i'm no. not doing that i don't want to die and then there's 15k 10k and 5k so for thick mutter we offer a 15k and a 5k 
A 5K is, I could do a 5K. I'd love to do a 5K. You, uh, dude, I'm fucking telling I, you. I that. love those. You and me together with Mark Harley would, the, that's the thing. People think they got to be like fucking, you know, in Michael Phelps shape. Dude, it's just the, it's just so much fun, man. I love them. It's I, so fun. I, I've done. You're busy as fuck. Though, let dude. me tell you something. I've done the, the great inflatable race. I've done the Spartan race. I've done the, I've done the Tough Mudder. I've done, I've done every because we used to do them for birth to conquer okay anyone we did i and i but the tough mudder we did was half a marathon it was in jersey and it was a and i got zapped with the electrics and the nuts i hate that. what is it about those that make those enjoyable because i enjoyed the fuck out of it oh you're a sociopath not is me it, dude i fucking hate it hate really it, hate it it's a and you I, did it with two blown out hamstrings though. yeah they and they think it's a joke like oh you know i know you don't like them like no you don't understand man i i didn't get sleep last night because i'm thinking about getting fucking shot i can't stand it yeah i, I blew out my hammies f- two weeks before the last stuff racing month. Chappelle. racing fuck around with Chappelle. he was like i'm fashion i'm like guarantee you're not and then fucking brian's like warm up i'm like do you ever seen a cheetah warm up and then i fucking blow out both hammies because i'm th- <laughs> 38 years old blew yeah. up both my fucking hammies i've been there and then tough mother was like dude what are you doing i was like i'll still make it because i have a contractor i was like no i'll still make it and i did everything my i'm talking i went full-blown Alex Rodriguez. I yeah. Like, I went dark side. Like, what's gonna get me to at least be able to jog in two weeks? It got it got weird. Really? It got weird, dude. I'm like, oh, I wish I had this stuff when I was fighting or playing football. Really? Oh yeah. It got weird. And does it does does it help? What? <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. I ran 15K with two blown out fucking Amis. Imagine dude. if I was at full strength. I just did stem cells the other day. You like it? Uh, I did. My cardiologist told me that they don't ever want me doing it again. Would you do it at? Uh, in Austin, in my arm, uh, in your my shoulder. Elbow, where oh I, yeah, yeah. I, I had yeah. surgery. Makes sense. And uh, and I've always been conscious of how weak my arm is now? since the surgery. Yeah. And and then after that, I was like, I'm I'm feeling good. Like I'm not I'm not as concerned. I don't know if it's psychosomatic or if it's like a placebo No, I mean, effect. there's some, you know, the, the biggest boys in the world who get paid to compete are doing stem cell. Yeah. And, you know, Rogan fucking. He swears by he's it. He's Scrooge McDuck. And he swears by stem cell. For yeah. Reason. I, I blew up both my hamstrings at a, at a Christian camp uh, on a blob and I kicked them out. Like I, I went. It hurts so fucking bad. It's so fucking bad. I thought bad. a sniper went. It's and it's immediate. Like you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not using these legs. I couldn't move. I literally, they had to carry me into the studio. I was so upset, man. Really? It's like, and for what, dude? What are you doing? Yeah. I was so mad at myself. You fucking idiot. And we have all these shirts, these thick mutter shirts we sold. All these people were expecting. Me. We sold over that one. We sold over 400 tickets to run with me. So really? it's like you gotta go, dude. So I yeah I was just so and you do your own your own heat my own your heat own called day. the thick mutter no it's during the same day like yeah. it's that Saturday when they have all the other heats just uh, I think the promo code was thick you get ten percent off and then you get to run with me so it's I'm telling you and we've done three of them now and it's like a lot of the same people show up and then it just it's spreading like wildfire like, so where's the next last one, one was five hundred next one so we just did one in San Bernardino San Bernardino right? yeah we did it there at that Glen Helen Raceway that's my favorite track. And then uh, I think the next one we're trying to decide now, it might be in Chicago in August. Really? But it's, just, it, it's I'm telling you, the, if you go through that, you know, it takes whatever, two and a half, three hours. It's just like. When you're done. As a team, it just, you're just going through the shit, man. We're talking and it's just bonding. 
And what's dope about, like, I was just in Phoenix. I have a bit where uh, on kids, I asked, are there any parents in the crowd? Just to feel how, dude, and for the last, I don't know, six months, when I go, is there any parents in the crowd? I can tell, like, my fan base, my audience is grown up as I am. Like, yeah. they have kids and there's parents. So the material's relating to them, yeah. you know? So it's like, you met this tough mutter. There's so many dads, man. And my, oh, yeah. my son would do the race before me. And he's such a little fucking, I know everyone says their kid's athletic. Sure. My kid at the Tough Mudder, that kid, it's supposed to be uh, one and a half miles. So I told him, I was like, dude, you know, study. Don't go all crazy because there's just energy for days. Yeah. So he does it, right? Blows all the fucking kids out of the water. He's all muddy. But there's no, like, official at this, the finish line. So he does again. He laughs the kids. And then I'm like, how many fucking times are we supposed to go around? He does again. So you're, what, that, that's three. So four and a half miles. Yeah. And he's, he's like, dad, do I just keep going? I'm like, I don't know, buddy. You've beat everybody. And I go, hey, I find the fish. I go, hey, who's uh, doing the finish line? And he goes, oh, I am. Are they done? I go, I don't know how many times I'm supposed to go around. He goes, once. I'm like, oh, my kid went around three times. Like, what the fuck? How old is he? Like, He's five. He's like, that's nuts. Dude. He's like, that can't be safe. I'm like, he wants to keep going, dude. He's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're done. He's just a savage. Is it, what's it like raising boys? Nothing better because I feel like... Uh, through my life experience, I, and because I've got all this knowledge from people like you and Rogan, you know, everybody in my life and Todd Feldman, my dad, like I have so much knowledge to give another young boy. Like, I feel like it's what I'm meant to do. Like I, you know, I've never, I've never canceled or showed up late to a show ever in my life, man. Yeah. I pride myself on it. I've never, nothing, never. I'm supposed to do a Moon Tower Comedy Festival First time headline, no comedy festival. Big deal for me. I was supposed to open up uh, Cap Cities. So about a week and a half ago, because uh, Cap Cities, I'm sure you've done it coming up, right? Yeah. People love that club in Austin. Uh, new owner, the guy who owns the Helium, owns them now. Mark. It's, it's, it's a new location. Yeah, Mark. So I was going to open up the first weekend, opening weekend for Moon Tower Comedy Festival. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm not a big fan of festivals. I don't know if you came up doing festivals. Yeah. No. I came up different where I was already kind of selling tickets, you know, blessing yeah. and curse, but I didn't need a festival. I wasn't a festival comic. I'm not, I'm not a festival guy. Like my agent would go, oh, it's about the hang. I'm like, you ever met me, man? The hang. I'm good, dude. I do my job. I go back to Airbnb and order good food. Like that's yeah. all I want to do, dude. So he goes, well, you'll do cap cities, but it is a festival. So if you don't want to hang, you're fine. I'm like, all right. And he knows I hate festival. I've done JFL and moon tower a bunch of times. It's just not my thing. So I agreed to it. Reluctantly, I agreed to it. Then Cap City, they didn't know this. And, you know, it's none, no one's fault. They go, uh, they give me ticket sales. I'm like, I'm going to sell that bitch out easily. Two weeks before, this is going to be fucking great. Um, let's add shows or let's do something. And then, uh, I don't know if Rogan's talked to you about this openness club. The inspections out there and like to get licensed is tough. Really? People learn the hard way. It's tough, tough. Really tough. So they go into the new Cap Cities and I guess there's something wrong. And they go, you got to fix this. And Mark goes, yeah, cool. I will fix it fucking in an hour. They go, no, no, no. If there's an issue with the building, you have to wait 30 days prior to opening. So they can't open. So they looked at my ticket sales. And they went, well, he's selling a lot of tickets. We can add shows. Let's just move them to the Paramount Theater. So my agent calls me and goes, hey, tells me about the whole, you know, Cap Cities. He goes, it's not going to open. So they want to put you in the Paramount Theater. I go, how many seats? I think whatever, 1,400. 
And I go, oh, that's where Schultz shows special. Rogan performs there. Whitney Shire special. Like, it's a dope venue. Let's do mm-hmm. it, man. Just move all the tickets over there. So they do that. But then remember, I was supposed to do the Thursday, Friday for doing shows. And then, you know, and Saturday at Cap City. But now I'm just doing one show on Saturday. Just the one show. And I'm not a festival guy. I'm not going to bounce around and do the hang on Thursday, yeah. Friday. And then uh, I never spend more than one weekend away from my kids. So the way my my schedule set up is I'll do a date begin the month week off maybe another date week off Every, I'll do at least two dates a, uh, a month and then maybe a third but I never want to be away from my kids that long I can't do it yeah so with this festival um, I would have left for Austin tomorrow and then next week my special drops I'm in Austin again doing Rogan I go from Rogan to New York so then you're looking at multiple weekends and weeks away from my kids I can't do it really can't do it so i called my and you know like I told you can't you, do it as in it doesn't I fuck you physically up? can't i will get sick i won't give you a good show if i don't see my kids i can't do the show dude Jeez. i physically can't i will get sick dude. if i if that if that i don't think i'd have a career if i felt like that like i fucking have spent so much time away from my kids i just kissed them goodbye this morning and said uh i'll see you in a month really yeah yeah tom this is what's weird i mean this is what's weird and i'm not i'm not trying to make you feel bad yeah they couldn't offer me enough money to leave my kids for a month there's not you you if you said hey i want you to be the next fucking spider-man yeah but you got to go to fucking bulgaria for four months and your kids can't come your boy's not the next spider-man i physically can't do it dude i can't i'm i i you know i what? will hate myself i, I hate, will get well, i hate myself i will get yeah, yeah, yeah we i mean it's, it's, it's we not all like do. it's not like i like it no there's it's regret just, but look at the life you built for him yeah but it's weird right there, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a double-edged sword well see i also i had kids when i was broke so it was kind of like it was came with the territory of like i remember being on a plane complaining to a dude and he was like uh he was like hey man i'm in the military and like i went to afghanistan <laughs> for two years yeah for two years mm-hmm. and he was like so uh, you got this yeah and i was like okay i remember i remember chris hardwick one time said don't you think it's irresponsible that you had kids that was and i'm not trying to he wasn't being shitty we were just talking and he but and he wasn't like saying don't you he was like saying like do you find it to be irresponsible that you had kids but you're not there at home enough with them and i went yeah i, I mean i do but at the same time i was like that's our job like everyone's different yeah i mean I, and i'm not saying this to that in any facts to make make you feel no 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 no. look i've come to terms everyone's different everyone's different dude like i I know friends who you know they they, maybe if i had boys i would have been around more (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i mean they have their mom you know it's so funny i i it's funny the dad i thought i was gonna be i wasn't like i thought meaning i I thought i was gonna coach fucking softball i thought i was gonna be i thought i was gonna my dad coached everything and the first softball practice I went to, I had real issues with the other dads. I was like, you guys didn't play competitive sports. And they're like, no, no, I played a little <coughs> T-ball. Did you play? I was like, I got recruited to go to college. I play. I, I walked on over Florida State and I walked off. But still. I go, but, but like, like I, I, had, I had a good skill set and I taught kids growing up. Like that's how I did for summer is we'd teach, Coach Kent would have a camp and we'd teach kids. We mm-hmm. as high schoolers we come out and teach kids, so we got a bunch of the fundamental drills. So like I remember the very first day, 
one of George's first softball practices, they were the coach tried to change her swing, and I went, whoa, 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 don't touch your swing. Your swing's perfect. And he was like, no. That's dicey. And I was like, and I was like, oh, I, I mean, his name is Coach. And I was like, hang on. He's like, well, you know, I'm not comfortable. What we do is we like to put our arms like this. And I was like, no, no, no. I understand that you're <coughs> you're replicating what you saw in a book. What I'm telling you is, I've lived this. I've, I've lived this life. This and I remember one of the dads said, your daughter hits the ball so hard. Your daughter hits the ball so far. I said, she's breaking her wrists. A lot of kids aren't breaking their wrists. He was like, what's that? I said, bring your daughter out. So we go out to the thing after practice. And I said, uh, one of the big drills we I would do with ch children to teach them how to break the wrist is have them throw the bat. Mm -hmm. If you could throw the bat at second base, throw the bat to home to the pitcher's mound. Throw the bat to the pitcher's mound. Just throw it muscle it, memory. It just it just yeah. teaches you how to teaches you how to Follow break your through. wrists. Yep. And so um and he was like, for real? And I was like, Oh yeah. And Isla was a switch hitter. And Beast. like Isla and George, Georgia is this is so frustrating to me. Georgia quit softball. I don't know why. She quit softball. I think it was a fucking power, power struggle just recently, this last year, two years ago. She was leading the county in fucking bases. And Shit. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. She was leading her team in batting average. Still? Leading the team in her batting average Baller. as a sophomore. Nuts. And she quit. She, was she like, just didn't like it. She goes, I, I don't care. Too much of a commitment? She goes, I don't care about it. I don't That's, care about it. I'm fine with that. And then she played golf and then played lacrosse. She loves lacrosse. But... She was so good, and Isla would go up and bat left-handed and bat right-handed, and the coach, the coaches couldn't wrap their head around a kid who would decide as they got to the plate what yep. they would hit. Yep. and that's so fucking Isla. And and it's also your coaching, you know. Uh, no, it was, it was that she, it was frustrating when she was a kid. I'd go, we go out in the front yard, and she just go left-handed. I go, baby, you're right-handed. Yeah. She goes, I want to hit this way today, and you just go, ah, fuck it. If it's not fun, they're not going to do it. Yep. Just let her do her thing. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I made a lot of compromises as a dad to make sure that um <clears throat> to make sure that there was food on the table. We were talking about this driving around. Really? Yeah. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, unwind after a long day. A lot of my friends are now using it before they go on stage. A lot of my friends. My best friend is using it every single day. Well, Lucy is an oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? Uh, I smoked a cigarette with Tommy. Tom's been smoking a lot, and I really enjoyed it. It did make us, we did it right before we did uh, Two Bears, and it made me feel more creative. I love nicotine. I, I really do. It really makes you feel like you want to have a conversation. And then I got home and I got my Lucy, a sleeve of Lucy's. And I was like, hot damn, man. Who doesn't love a little nicotine before they're about to be creative? I absolutely love it. If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co. And use the promo code BIRD at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you're interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code BERT. I love Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, 
and established establish businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Believe me, when we started this podcast, we started selling one shirt, the machine shirt, then the Burkhouse shirt, then the mugs, then the fucking posters, then pajamas. I mean, Jesus Christ. I am, and we're not stopping there because my wife's in charge of everything. And because success is a million milestone on a forever evolving path. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale, reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales, gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash podcast all over case for a free 14-day trial and get full access, access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash podcast right now. Shopify.com slash podcast. Yep, I, I think back to sports and kids too. It, it is tough because, uh, you know, my son's in jiu-jitsu. I've done jiu-jitsu for 15 years. That's got to be years. so fucking I've, hard. I have, a, I have a black belt, right, from yeah. uh, Hensel Gracie Black Belt from Amal Easton. And I've, I've competed against the very best in the world. I've been around the sport. So unless I walk into, like, Bouchesha or uh, Henner Gracie or certain gyms, I'm usually going to be the most educated on that matter. It just is what it because I've put the time in. Yeah. So it's tough to... Yeah, it's it's a weird dynamic, but um, we go now. We go in, and the, the coach is great. But I will always, I'll never correct the, never will overstep my boundaries. But I'm I'm pretty loud. I'm pretty loud, and uh, there's a video I struggled with posting. I sent to my friends. I'll send to you. I I wanted to post it, but I didn't because we'll get done with the class, and I'll just teach uh, Tiger simple wrestling drills: single leg, double leg, because these kids are all judo based. And uh, I'll teach them certain, like guillotine stuff like that. And we'll, we'll, you know, re do repetitions every day, you know, at home and whatever. And he's really good at it. And he excels in wrestling. And there's this kid in the class, probably 11, big kid. He's the bully of the class. You know, the one kid, just nobody, like when they pair him up, like oh, every parent's like, Jesus, yeah. he's just a big kid and just not fun and kind of an asshole. And uh, they pair uh, Tiger up with him. And I'm like, motherfucker. And then they ask that kid, or I'm sorry, before they pair Tiger up, they ask that, they'll let the, they'll, every now and then go, whatever, Frank, I don't know his name, like, Frank, who do you want to go with? And he's like, look around, he goes, oh, I want to go with Tiger. He's the easiest. Dude, I was sitting there, I was like, oh, did something triggered me? And I just, I went out loud. All the parents, I went, it's Ted Quiet. I go, oh, hell no. Go, Tiger, get over here. And you can tell everyone's like, what the fuck? I go, dude, if this fucking kid takes you down, submits you. We are not getting ice cream. I said, he loves the ice cream over there. Yeah. It's his favorite thing. And he only gets ice creams if he gets 10 takedowns in a class. And I go, dude, if this, you know why he picked you, T? He goes, why? I go, he thinks you're the easiest one in the class. And you're definitely not. But he picked you out of everyone because he thinks this is going to be easy for him. I said, you give him hell, dude. You might get taken down. 
you give him hell. He's older. I know he's been doing this longer. I get all that, and that's scary. But you give it everything you got from him. You got it? And he goes, got it, Dad. So the coach goes, all right, whatever, Frank T., uh, go at the end because they know I'm there, and I'll coach Tiger, and he'll let me yeah. coach him. So they go, and uh, I can tell Tiger's, like, nervous. But he, I can tell he's also focused. I'm like, oh, I like that because he's doing this with his wrist, yeah. like, which he never does. And they go, and I didn't know my uh, the other dad's filming behind me because I, I was, like, really, in, you'll see, in the, I'm, like, this, the whole, like, tense, dude, the whole time. I can tell the parents, like, Jesus Christ, dude. But I'm like, all right, T, I'm, like, coaching him. And then the one, the best uh, trait for my son is he's so coachable. I can tell him something to do, and he will do it. Yeah. No, no, no hesitation. He will do it, which yeah. is so rare. Oh like as, God, yeah, dude. As a parent, I'm like, oh fuck, dude. This kid's gonna be a beast if he gets in the right, you know, uh, structure. So he fucking takes this kid. He, he's he's and I go, he's, uh single. He gets the single. Remember, he's six, dude. This kid's eleven, way bigger. He gets the single. He's I'm like, drag it. He pull it towards you. Pulls it towards him. I go now, flare to the double, like I used to in the UFC. That was my move, and he just happens. Boom! Takes him down. And he sees me go, yeah. And the other parents like, Jesus Christ. And then they're going the kid, because the kid's bigger. He's getting up. I'm like T, get your hooks in, get his neck. Get your hooks in, get his neck. Boom, boom. And then I see the kid turn over and T rear naked choke, and taps him. I look at the camera. I go, yeah. I didn't know the guy was filming, but it's so intense. Yeah. Just I felt so much pressure, dude. And I remember some of the parents I think complained like I don't know if we want this atmosphere. And then one of the dads like, yeah, man, I don't know if we want like that highly competitive atmosphere. And I just told him, I said, dude, I'm telling you, I'm doing you guys a favor because this isn't shit, man. If these kids are cut out for sports, what you just experienced isn't shit, man. My kid's six. That kid's 11. He should not be able to do that, man. Yeah. And he got all the ice cream. We got a Slurpee. I was just <laughs> fucking. But it's just like to your, back to your point where, you know, you're coaching your kids. I, I'll never overstep my boundaries with those coaches, yeah. you know, ever. But I'll definitely, you know, I'll see stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I wish they would have done that. And I'm like, I wish they would have did this instead. So I'll take him after him. Like, not that your coach is wrong. You can still do that. You can also do it like this, buddy. Yeah. And so hopefully he'll, he'll peaks up on one of the two. But also, I think now that I'm in comedy and podcasts, I'm so, like, distance from it. I still, you know, I still have, you know, the food truck show where I talk to fighters and stuff like that. But. I'm pretty far away from the game, man. I really am. I, that's funny. I always that, see that's you. how I feel like I'm, I I'm, always see you in the comments of like you know, I always see you in the mix of things of like uh I'll make like, some comments and you know it's still and I think you know it's good. I'll make a comment on some big fight, you know, on the shop show where I break down the fights or whatever, but and then it'd get picked up, which is cool to stay relevant even I'm kind know. of bummed that you and Dana White aren't good friends. Yeah, that that's his thing. Not me. I'm you know, you know me. I'm yeah. like and I've I've said this pretty openly like i'm down to mend the fence like all good dude you did yeah. me a favor dude and i think he's the greatest thing ever happened to the ufc greatest pr promoter of all time i have no issue with him i've never met him i, I never met him i always think i always he's think an ego I'd... guy he's an, you know rightfully so that's he's what a, a what uh, ego guy oh really like, it's all about ego and disrespect and you know back in the day we both disrespect each other and you know he shot his shot i shot mine and we're both doing good we've made it man you you know, i made it you made it you have 400 million dollars what are you mad at yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know if it's still there, but you know, the thick boy business model, those Calabas fight companions, the food truck diaries, the flashback fight nights using the UFC fighters, he could probably squash all that if he wanted. If he really hated me, he could probably tell the fighters, hey, 
no more going to the shop show or, you know, as far as Calabas fight campaign, he probably, sh- he might be able to shut that down. We don't use their footage, but I'm sure he could do some stuff he want to. Yeah. So I don't know if the hatred's that far, you know, but, um, I don't know. I have no issues with him whatsoever. Yeah. I've never, I've never met him. I've, I, I, I like him. I just like him. I like, I like, there's something about him. I like that. I don't know, but I like, I like everyone. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of fighters that I dislike. There's nobody, whether it's in sports, whether it's UFC, NFL, NBA, comedy, there's nobody. I have zero enemies. Yeah. I don't hate anybody, dude. I don't hate anybody. I don't have Nothing. anyone. I don't hate anybody. I think that's part of the problem we have with breaking up with girls and firing employees. Like, I just see the best in everyone. <laughs> Even yeah. someone talks to you, I'm like, yeah, well, he did do that one thing. I'm like, he fucking killed your dog. I'm like, I know, but he did give me that banana back in fifth grade. So wait, know, is, like, is, Penny, is Patty Pendleton good? Patty is, uh, yeah, he's the, he's the next Conor McGregor. I didn't realize how big of a deal he was. I know he's big, right? I'm yeah. in the game. I know he's fucking big. And when they did UFC in London, he was the third fight before the main event. But that arena was there for him. He's, he's, he calls himself the fifth Beatle. He's so big, dude, out there. Yeah. He's big here. Like, we're on the street. People recognize both of us. We're taking pictures. And I asked him, are you getting recognized around here? He goes, a lot more, man. I was, when I was in New York, I was pretty crazy. He's like, but when I'm overseas, he's like, dude, I, I, I can barely walk the streets. It's, he's I love- 27. And he's like, what's great about him is, you know, his last fight was at 55. We did food truck. I fed him Wagyu beef burgers, these phenomenal burgers. And he asked for like a quadruple or triple stack burger. Yeah, and and eat. when I walked up, I'm like, oh, he's big, dude. Like, you know, I know he's been eating. I go, How much you weigh? And I goes, I don't know, probably 210. You know, your fight was at 155. He goes, yeah. I go, dude. And he goes, mate. And I'm not even going to try to do his accent. He's so funny. He goes, I'm not, he goes, I'm not taking a short notice fight. He goes, I don't need to fight. He's like as big as I fucking want. He was in them when when they give me time, I'll cut the weight. I don't give a fuck. And to him, it's like he's cocky in the sense. Like you remember when Connor was coming up? Yeah, my favorite come up of all time. Uh, all time. There's nothing not a better ride in the history of sports. It yeah. was so fucking great. Well, there's two guys in Hamzat. I don't know if you know Hamzat. No, he's a one seventy year. He's um he's not the guy that has a split lip. That's is he? him. I know him. Yeah, fucking savage. He's a fucking savage. Just fought Gilbert Burns. Yeah, but there his come up and uh, Patty's. If you if you're looking for something to get into, this just their come ups are fu- it's, it's it's the ride right now, dude. Look how big he is right now, dude. Go to my Instagram. Look at the pic. He's bigger than me, dude. His face, as Theo says, that's where my name, you know, the King of Sting came from, because Theo says it looks like I got stung by a thousand bees. My face. So funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. If you look at Patty, he got stung by all the bees, but he's, he's such a good person. And he, what he says, you can, t- it's not for like clickbait or anything. Like yeah. He's not doing it because he knows, you know, he's ex Conor McGregor. He's doing it because if you go to my Instagram, he's doing it because he um, genuinely believes that. man. And well, it's I, like so authentic. What I love about him is that scousers don't get knocked out. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. Big is dude. He oh fights at 155. But he looks like me. Such a good, like, just a good. But, and he, his haircut's like that because he's from Liverpool where the Beatles are from. He's yeah. from the fifth Beatle, dude. He's, I love that. I love that Scousers don't get knocked out. I yes. love that because it sets. Because that one fight, he got tagged a couple times. Bisbing, I think, called him on it. I talked to him about that. And he goes, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. 
you did get tagged a couple times because he set it up so that you go shit man is does will he live up to what he said i fucking love that i love that mentality when i first heard scousers don't get knocked that's out why, that's when it went viral he's like when i said that line he said it outside the ufc when he's coming up in cage warriors which cage warriors is a league in uh, the uk where connor came from Bisbing, darren till aspinall hardy like the who's who come out of there so he's from there and i don't because i was saying this on my uh the shop show before he fought in ufc london i said ufc jitters are real like yeah. you know it's the same thing as you know you might be doing stand-up comedy and then we get a netflix special or comedy central special and you got to shoot that night it's a little bit of a different vibe you want to make it as close as possible it's just the pressure is a little different fighting the ufc is is so intense it's different than anything you've ever yeah. experienced the crowd so i was like i'm curious how patty will respond to a huge crowd like this said that did do my homework said that his fans from liverpool are like hey numb nuts he was selling out that arena before he even fought in the ufc three times over really i was like what like yeah this is nothing new to him he's the reason that thing sold out in three minutes it's not because the main event coming he's the reason this sold out so fast the moment can't get big enough for this kid you're like oh fuck i love that energy man he's and he's such a good like positive person just you know happy go lucky like dude, i fucking love that kid i love him and that's the thing when fighters come on the show i'll create you know i'll get this personal connection and then i'm just super biased super biased i i couldn't do what you do because I've, I've been introduced to a lot of your fighters like i i found out jake paul was a fighter on your show really when he came in through water balloons at Dylan yeah, yeah. dennis at Dan Dan dennis yeah and was i was weird. like and i was like oh wait jake paul's really a fighter <laughs> like i gotta be dead honest with you I, it was through you that i started really enjoying the paul brothers mm. because i i think i i think you were the one maybe you or rogan were talking about their they have some skills and then i went Oh, so this isn't just like a... I've always kind of, uh, you know, I, Logan and I were friends first, and then I met Jake. But I, I've, I know Logan pretty well. Brilliant dude. Brilliant dude. I, 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 Business-wise, have, have you done a show? No. Oh, you crushed on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. But the, thing, the thing about them is, so like when all of that was going on, there's one moment where I fell in love with both brothers wholeheartedly. Like I watched the fights. I was enjoying them. I, I think I was kind of watching them half-ass. When Jake Paul ripped off Floyd Mayweather's hat. Mm. And got beat up. And got beat up. There was a lot that I identified with that. I identified with the comic who's taking the joke too far and is still thinking it's a joke, but he's got some sores on his face. I identified with that. <laughs> but there was a moment where Jake Logan Paul did a fuck. This is... I, this is, I feel silly to say this is one of the hardest I've laughed. Jake Paul, Logan Paul did a, um, a vlog about this whole experience and that he was upset at Jake. Yeah. And, and he was really genuinely upset that Jake took his moment and made it about him. And they were on the plane and they were not talking. And their mom had tried to broker a deal. And Beat him off. And, yeah. And Jake is on the plane on a private jet next to him. And you can see Jake's like, I fucked up. Both worth like $40 million. Yeah. And Jake's looking at him and gives him the puppy dog eyes. And Logan looks at him <laughs> and Jake kind of leans in like, are we going to be cool? And J my bad, and man. Logan's like, yeah. yeah. Jake goes in a little further and grabs his hat. And I Hilarious. fucking fell. I was like, okay, yeah. I would love hanging out with these guys. I would like everything about them because that energy 
that's the energy i grew up around that yes that like it's it's a it's a fucking it's a it's a it's a bro attitude. It's a bro. It's, a, it's yeah. a bro attitude of like you would fucking love because even I had you know obviously you'll see stuff online stuff like that you know people make comments about them I was like God, these kids are probably tools like privileged tools whatever yeah and then you see behind the scenes with Logan stuff you're like holy fuck this kid is a monster yeah genius when it comes to marketing promote genius dude. And it's like he has a team. Don't get me wrong, but he is the captain he, of that ship. I would I would be more interested in hanging out with with probably Jake or Logan and just listening to his brain talk. I mean, I'd, I'd love to do his podcast. You got a good vibe on podcast. that too. I just, just text with him this morning. I, but I, I'd I'd be interested in watching in in like bouncing ideas off. Yeah, of you you two would fucking crush it together. It'd be yeah. great. We got to set that up. Well, let's. let's but but talk, then let's, but, but then uh, lastly, this is what kind of guy Jake Paul is. So I do a. Twice a month, I do a shop and friends at the Hollywood Improv, right? Mm-hmm. We have one tonight. And uh, Jake Paul came to the last one. I didn't know. He came to the last one. He's in the green room. And, uh, you know, he watches my stuff. And he goes, hey, man, you, you think I'll, uh, I'll really get that Conor McGregor fight? He's trying to get in the UFC. And Is Dana's, really? Dana's kind of entertaining it. But his, uh, he issued a kind of a deal to Dana. He tweeted this at them, which I thought was funny because... You know, Dana started talking shit about Jake Paul. You got to be careful, man. Because remember, that's what Jake does. He lives in that world. So if you're going to engage in that, it's just not your lane. So Dana did like a, you know, a dad video. Like you can see up his nose and he's talking shit about Jake. Well, Jake's like in Aruba or something on vacation. He goes, oh, oh, you want to talk shit? Cool, dude. Within 15 minutes, how to reply? Graphics, edits, music. Dana with coke out of his nose, hookers, like holy, just lights Dana up. And then, so they talk all this shit, but then it kind of calmed down. And Dana goes, I'll never say no. They're like, I'm not going to say no. He'll never find the UFC. I never say no. I always leave the door open. Who knows what happened? So then Jake makes an offer and goes, Hey, if you let me fight Conor McGregor in the UFC <clears throat> at 170 or whatever, he goes, And if I win, you have to change the minimum fighter pay forever. If I lose, I will donate my purse to the rest of the undercard. You don't have to pay me. Just let me fight Connor. But if I win, you have to change the fighter pay. So I see he comes to my uh, show. He comes to my show at the improv. And I see him in the back. He goes, hey, man, you think I have a chance to get that Connor fight? I go, I do. I do. I said, here's the thing. Your stance on fighter pay, I loved it. You're, you're, you're the voice that the fighters need. You're the one guy who can make a change. You have such a big profile. This is great. I love that you're doing that. I wish I could do it. I love you doing that. If you would just back off that, I think they would offer you a contract. I said, because you got to look at it as a business. So let's say Dana agrees to that. All right, I'll change fighter pay for you if you beat yeah. Connor, which is a big if for him to beat Connor. He's like, if you beat Connor, I'll change fighter it's pay. A big if. Big if. Huge if. I mean, because he it, could do it. He could do it. Yeah. Big if. And I mean, M- I don't know anything about and, fighting. And, and, so. and, and MMA, it's a big if. Very tough fight for him. The, he'd be an underdog for sure. With Connor with his leg kicks and speed and all that and experience. Big if. But there's a chance with how hard he hits, trains, he's an athletic kid, wrestled. I think he was all state in the state of Ohio. So there are no punks. Him yeah. and his brother both all state in Ohio. Well, you know, Ohio, Iowa, Texas, California, probably the best markets to amateur wrestling. So he I go, he would offer you a fight, but you have to back off the fighter pay. I say, because if you look at it as like a business, let's say Dana says, Okay, I'll do that. And you, by chance, knock out Conor McGregor. And he changes fighter pay. 
let's say Dana makes a hundred million. He's not going to, let's say he makes a hundred million dollars off you. He's going to lose money, dude, because that changes this fighter pay minimum forever, for the, forever. So it's hot. You're talking billions of dollars. It's yeah. just not worth it to him. So he has no incentive to do it, man. Yeah. Even if your fight made 500 million, still in the long scheme, lose money. So you have to back off that. And I thought he was doing this fighter pay thing as a, you know, that's always the, the comments people throw at Dana, fighter pay, fighter pay. So I thought Jake was doing that to just, you know, get the fans appreciation. You know what he told me? It's just me and him. He doesn't know I'm going to tell the story. He might be mad if he's told the story. He has no idea. He just can't do it. Won't do it. It has to be about the fighter's pay. I'm not taking the fucking fight. He goes, because then I'll just wait because Connor only has one fight left. Then we'll just do it on my own and I'll make sure everybody on the card gets paid. He goes, I will only fight if they change fighter's pay. I'm like, oh, you're serious about this? I thought it was a Mark thing. It was absolutely not, man. They're fucking you guys over. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Jesus. Respect. That's fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, those brothers, I, I, I get a kick out of them. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I'm on. And I know there's probably people that hate on them, but I'm glad I'm on the side of liking them because they're really enjoyable to watch. Dude, what, you know, I worked the Floyd Mayweather, um, Logan Paul fight. I was like the Logan Paul expert, right? So I had to interview him before the fight. And we're in Miami. You know, I'm in my fucking suit or whatever. And I have to go to the green room before he fights. It's like fucking, I don't know, 30 minutes before he fights. And I thought to myself, oh, he's going to be shit in his pants. He's going to get his ass whooped. Yeah. He's go, you know, he's fighting, you know, the best of all time. This ain't gonna be good, man. But as I'm walking through, I I peek in, I see Floyd warming up on the mitts. And the first time I ever went, oh, he looks 46 years old. He looks slow. He looks slow, man. So I went, hmm. So I go in Logan Paul's green room. I figure it's gonna be chaos. He's never been this big of a fight, dude. You want to talk about that Mickey Mantle gene that you always talk about? I've never seen a more calm chill locker room in my entire fucking and i've been locker rooms yeah there's like yoga music playing like this where there's fucking like smoke like weird shit like incense playing calm nobody gives a fuck i look over and logan's like this and i go dude you're fighting like 30 minutes we had to do an interview he goes yeah still uh let me get my hands wrapped i go hey man you're fighting I'm like trying to motivate. I'm like, you're fine. Floyd Mayweather in fucking 30 minutes. He goes, yeah. I know, dude. And he looks at me, he goes, this is the chillest lock. I'm like, you should have more concern. He goes, I've already won, dude. I've already won. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm fighting. A, he goes, I'm a YouTuber. I'm fighting. Dude, this 30 minutes before yeah. he goes, and I'm fighting fucking Floyd Mayweather. That's he goes, fun. I've already won, dude. Who gives a fuck what happens? God, that's fucking brilliant. His dad was nervous. So his dad came and I just talked to him. I said, here's the thing, dude. Floyd's way smaller. So worst case. Your son's going to stop with a body shot. You never have to go through this again. He's not going to knock him out. He's too small. But your son has a size advantage, which can be difficult for Floyd to navigate through. He's yeah. a lot bigger. He's going to be okay. His dad was like hyperventilating. And then you see the fight, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? That's why I went into the back and went viral as fuck. Because I'm like, I walked in, he's rounding me, I go, you won! And yeah. I'm not saying technically he won the fight. I'm saying you went whatever eight rounds with the best to ever do it with your records own two or the fuck it is you've won fucking dude. insane nuts people are so mad at me oh shop thinks slogan i go no no i'm saying in life he's won <laughs> yeah no they're just good people man we should talk about your special we both have fucking shit we have to do today we're fucking this is i could talk to you for fucking i could ever. talk to you for I fucking, seen a ever. fucking hot second i know so I know. where did you shoot the special dallas 
So my well, wait, I, I knew I, I remember when you were shooting it. Yep, Sean yeah. in Dallas, Addison Improv, and then Addison was great because I said I don't want it to look like an improv; it has to look like a special. And they went, do whatever the fuck you want to the set. So I flew my set designer Brian Johnson out, built a whole new set, and took him. He got there on a Tuesday. By Friday, he was ready to go. Built a whole new set, um, lights, everything. My team flew out there. I had nine guys, you know, seven cameras. The whole, the whole thing we shot Thursday, Friday, Saturday, oh, shot it, man. edited myself, the music's all my, all my own. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be dope. And it's, 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 thir- it's, it's 30 minutes. It's 30 airing, minutes special. It's airing April 28th on eight uh, days. thick boy, YouTube, on thick boy, YouTube it's on my own fucking channel. God. Banking and on myself, brother. Are you going to do more specials? You think? Oh yeah. Do, do I mean doing other comics too? Uh, you think you'll be putting up cause that's like a Louie thing. Yeah, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do Brian Callens for him. Uh, we're shooting it, I think, in July in Brea. So I'm gonna oh, do Callens, wow. mm-hmm. and then yeah, I'm sure I'll help Jeff Die out, like Chappelle, you know, David Lucas. Like, I think that's kind of what I can do, man. I think going through my special and realizing like what it takes and the budget, and then remember my first special, which was insane. My first special on Showtime. I I've been at that high level and seen behind the scenes with how they did it. Yeah. And I learned from all that, like we always do. And then I brought it over and did what I didn't like and what I do like. So kind of figured it out, man. So I think it will be good. Dude, I got to tell you, I, I literally could sit and talk to you for fucking hours. Forever, dude. I, I absolutely love you, man. And, I, and I'm so happy for your people, success. Man. I'm so, I look at you as like a real, like you're doing it on such a fucking high level mm. that you're inspiring as fuck, man. Thanks, brother. Every, everything about you is inspiring. So I'm 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 really proud to call you a friend and, and yeah you too man and I'm really happy for you congrats I'm, on the I'm special. trying to keep up with you man you and Tom man I try to keep, I told Tom when I went on uh, two beers one cave when I filled in for you I was like dude yeah. you guys are my north stars man like you're well, the dude, guys I look at same to you man same yeah. same right back at you man I, I'm telling you yeah I think that yeah the special for me is gonna be a game changer and your fucking whiskey yeah it's nice it's right? legit I tried to not get too much of a buzz and I have to do Corolla and I was like. If I roll in drunk, I'll start saying really regrettable shit. Me too. Like, I'm, I'm tr- I would have drank that whole fucking bottle. Yeah, I would have drank the whole I know, fucking I like, bottle. It is fucking 1030. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for doing this, You're brother. You're the best, man. Love you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.